Welcome to the Dose of K podcast, where you're going to get your dose of keeping it raw, real, and relatable. Hello guys, welcome back to the Dose of K podcast with your host, me, Kayla. So let's catch up for a little bit. Um, So the sickness saga continues. I actually woke up this morning with a fever um, because Josh woke me up. It was like 6 a.m. and he was like, babe, you're hot. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) I mean, I'm just kidding. I didn't say all that. But um, he was like, no, seriously, like you're like you've been really hot since last night after you took your bath so i'm concerned that you have a fever like we should take your temperature and i was like okay and then he tried to like make me laugh and lighten up the mood and he was like you're burning up burning up on you babe (laughs) i was like stop like it's 6 a.m it's too early for this and like he has this like um like his thing that he does in the morning time is like he just will wake up and then all of a sudden he'll sing some like random tune like <laughs> a random song and I'm just like where the hell did that come from but yeah so I broke my fever not too long ago so I'm crossing my fingers that it doesn't come back um another thing is yesterday I had a work meeting about mindfulness which was like really interesting because I feel as though like with my job it's important to practice mindfulness because there's times where it gets really difficult and I have to understand and face that difficulty and just kind of um, just, I guess, sit in my discomfort. And another thing, sorry, I'm running through these really fast, but it's just a quick catch up. I took an Epsom salt bath last night and it was heaven on earth because my body has been aching like no other. And I got the eucalyptus and spearmint one. Sheesh. That is the one. (laughs) But today is a special podcast episode because I have my first ever guest on my podcast, my friend Sydney, and I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce herself a little bit. So go ahead, take the stage, girl. (laughs) Thank you, first of all, for having me your first guest. Appreciate it. Feel honored. Um... Yeah, once again, my name is Sydney. I've known Kayla for about, like, what, two years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years. We both transferred at the same time uh, to Sac State. And I remember we were outside waiting for a class, wondering, like, all right, what the hell is this class going to be about? <laughs> is it going to be easy? Can I find some spark notes? You know, what's the deal with this class? It was, like, a random class, too. Like, it was, like, a, <clears throat> an elective. Yeah, it was an elective. A higher, what is it called? Um, it was, uh, I think. Upper division elective. Upper, yes, upper division elective. We had to take it in order to graduate. And it was Native American. Storytelling. Oral storytelling. Something like that. Basically, it was a class about Native, Native American um, folk yeah. stories. Folk stories. And we read like, I think about like four books I yeah say. I was surprised we were able to get through four books in one semester yeah because I don't know about you I have difficulty reading like I just don't enjoy reading unless I like what I'm reading mm-hmm. like I exactly. have to be truly interested and you know the funny story is is that my roommate I do have right now and I think I've told you this before like when I saw you around campus and uh, the roommate I have now she was in our class 
She was? She was like in the back middle. And I was like, the only reason I know is because if you can see the bookshelf over there. Uh, I was like, when she when I first moved to this apartment, because she was already living here, and then I was the one who moved in, I was like, I have those books too. And I was like, hey, by chance, did you ever take um, Native American storytelling or whatever it's called with, uh, was it Professor Baker? I think so, yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I did actually, and I took it on so-and-so day at this time, and I was like, oh my gosh, you were in my class. And I'm like, how small of a world is that? That's, honestly, I didn't pay attention to anyone in that class besides you, (laughs) and just the people that were in our row, and that was it. Only because we would, like, text each other during Yes, we would literally be on our MacBooks texting each other, (laughs) like, you want to ditch? You want to get some (laughs) stuff? want to go get some boba we can do this later you want to pull an all-nighter i remember (laughs) i would be like eating my hot cheetos and then i would pass them to you because i was like i can't eat them all literally we took turns with those hot cheetos and And then do you remember um that one day where we forgot we had an essay due and it was like a three-page essay so i was like oh crap like let's you know let's go to the um where did we go we went to the union and we just got food really quick, and then we just typed it up yeah, right before yeah, class. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I remember that. I still shocked that I was able to bust that out. And Me too. We both like didn't talk to each other, which is a surprise because I know when we always see each other on campus. Because after that class, it was very you know every so often we saw each other because mm-hmm. we had way different schedules at way different times. Yeah, no, def that was yeah. So basically, that's how we met is through that class and. Ever since then, we just tried our best to, like, keep in touch because, like you said, we had complete opposite schedules. So, like, text here, like, hey, how are you? Maybe just by chance we bump into each other while you were getting out of class. Remember, I'd always it was, text it, you. It would always be you seeing me, though. Yes. And like, I would, catching you oh, by surprise. Uh-huh. I'd always text you in class. <sighs> yeah. Dang it, Kayla. Get I out know. of class. Stop being in class. I yeah. know this girl did not want me to get my education. I mean, I wanted to get your education. I was trying <clears throat> to have you be multitasking, you know, catch up with me and get your education on. I mean, I think we can all admit as college students, you know, we have the freedom to either go to class or not yeah. go to class. And I've always had valid reasons to why I didn't go to class. Mm-hmm. Either I wasn't feeling good or I didn't need to go to the class because I was doing well. Like, I mean, I wouldn't suggest that to all you college students. No, but don't like, do that. Don't get in the habit. Don't get in the habit because, I mean, I didn't fall into the habit, but I know some people do fall into the habit of just not going to class and, like, re- relying on people for notes. And, yeah, no, I was like, sorry, girl, I'm in class. No, and I, I wasn't mad at it. I was like, okay, <clears throat> you know, that's fine. And, I mean, I feel like another reason why, uh, another, not reason, valid uh yeah reason sorry why some people skip classes because you might have an assignment that's due and you don't have time to do it because like for me I was working two jobs Mm -hmm. carrying 17 Mm -hmm. units Mm -hmm. which is hell on earth but it is you gotta do what you gotta do especially if you want to graduate at the time you want to graduate yeah there's been a lot of times where I missed class because I was studying for a class for the next classes um exam Mm -hmm. so you know, I was like, in my head, that's valid because I need that extra time because, say, I didn't get enough sleep that night because I was still studying that night. Exactly. And, you know, the whole thing. That's true. I feel like now professors are definitely starting to acknowledge that college students don't have the luxury of just going to college. 
Yes, yes. There are college students who have to work full-time and have to go to school full-time. So you have to just be accommodating in a sense. Mm -hmm. Or you have students who are also parents. And keep that Mm -hmm. in mind. Everyone's story is different. And the thing is, too, is, like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of college students that are, like, way older. Like, in their 70s and their 80s. And they're still going – they're coming back to school and, like, you know – Things may pop up, and it's just, like, everybody has their own life that they need to attend to. I've seen people bring their kids into lecture halls just to have them sit in color because they didn't have, like, a babysitter, I'm assuming. Exactly. And so I was just, like, I'm glad that they acknowledge that because not the the population of college students isn't just, you know, straight out of high school or transfer mm-hmm. students. And, like, even then, like, they may have their own circumstances. That is definitely true. Every college student is different and shouldn't just be put in one category. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Are you ready for hot seat? Ooh. I think so. You think so? Positive? Let's get it. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, question number one. Give me five words to describe yourself. Ooh. Five you words? You only get five, girl. Ratchet, petty... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, energetic... Caring, weird, because yes, I am weird in my own way. Creative, loving. Those are those are good ones. Thanks. I feel like that's very accurate. Thanks. <laughs> For the time that I've known you, I think that's pretty accurate. Thanks, girl. Okay, no problem. Question number two. What's a random fact about yourself that nobody knows about? Random fact? Mm, I've never... Let me find some wood to knock on <laughs> because your girl does not have health insurance. Um, I've never broken a bone before. Really? Really. I've never, ever, and I was an athlete growing up. I've never broken a bone. Same. And I did karate. Remember I told you? For like 10 years. Girl, you probably were breaking more bones than anything of I mean, other people. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's crazy. Dang. No wonder we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm glad that you didn't break any bones because I I could only imagine how bad that I've seen people break bones before, but you know, yeah. obviously I haven't experienced it myself, neither have you. So hopefully we never have to experience that. But no, because the older you get, the hard you know the harder it is to recover from oh, any yeah. type of injury or sickness. Yeah, girl, I turned 23, and all of a sudden my body wants to be like, oh, bet. Bet you wanna you wanna get sick. I'm a, I'm gonna be sick for the rest of the twenty the, right. the whole year of twenty three. You missing all the holidays. <laughs> literally, literally, Sydney was just telling me that um, the after the first time I went to the hospital right after graduation, how I told you guys in the last episode, she was like, "Your immune system just basically said no. Like we're not doing it today because I was like my body just wasn't functioning the same way." And I told I told her like how I typically live a healthy lifestyle I work mm-hmm. out and eat healthy and she knows that like she sees yeah. like you know she sees that on social media or even when we would hang out and stuff like that and so she was just not used to seeing the whole like hospital scene no like, that was scary I was like whoa what everybody what was she... in shock to be honest yeah because it literally just snuck up on or it snuck up on you but at the same time who knows if that could have been just brewing in your system that's what I was th- that's what was happening is because um they were like oh they kept doing tests and it was like multiple things popping up like I did like I did like probably four or five tests and it was like at one point they had to put um they had to give me morphine so that um 
I think so I could be asleep for one of them. But I don't remember exactly because it was it was like back in um, what was it May of this year. So yeah, it was just a lot, and then they kept coming back for different results. I'm just like, what the hell? Like if I hadn't gone to the hospital, I would have never known that any of this was going on yeah. in my body because on the outside I'm like, oh, I'm I feel good, You're fine. you know, or you know, yeah. I was like in the inside, typically like when I was working out and eating healthy, I was like, I feel fine. And like, you know, I even switched over my diet to more plant-based. Um, so I was like, you know, maybe that might help. And it did because, you know, I have a sensitive stomach. So yeah. yeah. And then like uh, the second time I went to the hospital for surgery. So, you know, I was just like, please, no more hospital visits. Like, no, I was like, no I can't more. no more. <laughs> no, your body can only handle so much. I know. But yes, no broken bones here. <laughs> Um, okay, so question number three. What's the best and worst thing about being a woman? Ooh. She's like, where do I start? So many things. In the words of Ariana Grande, God is a woman. <laughs> it's such a juxtaposition because it's the best and worst thing. It is. You know? um, probably best thing, and I'm saying this and I've never experienced this, best thing about being a woman is that we get the wonderful opportunity of creating life. We get to bring life into this world. Worst thing about being a woman, I'm just going to flat out say it, we still don't get treated equally as men. Basically, and it's what, 2019, about to be 2020? 2020. As a woman, you're still fighting, Yeah. whether it's in the streets, in the corporate world, mm-hmm. no matter what age you are, you are, the minute you are born a woman, you have to just prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not always going to be like that, but I think every woman can say at least one time in their life that they felt that they were not treated the same way as a, a male. Man. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you are not only a woman, but a woman of color. Yeah, exactly. Um, because, I mean, you guys, I think you guys know, I think I've said it before, I'm Filipino. And when you want to... I was going to say, and I'm African American. <laughs> so we're both brown girls. <laughs> brown skin girls. <laughs> um, but no, I agree with the best thing about being a woman is obviously, you know that I haven't experienced this, but, you know, creating a life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I know I'm 23, but I told my mom and dad, I was like, I'm not having kids past 30. Like, I say this now, but it probably will change. But... Um, only because since I had my surgery, I only have one ovary and one fallopian tube. So I'm like, I don't know if my chances are low or if they're high. Like if it's just going to overproduce, like, you know, yeah, or if it's not going to produce, which is, I don't think that it is because my doctor was like, she's very reassured. She's like, you'll be fine. Like, don't even worry. But like, ever since I can remember, I would always been so good with kids and babies. And like, I've always been so excited to be a mom and like, shout out to all like the moms out there that just do you know the home life like being a mom because that's like a full-time job in itself like you know and also the working moms out there but I always like yeah I I have like major baby fever and I need to stop (laughs) that's you're 23 I am 29 this is my last year in my 20s and I just recently like a few months ago got my first baby fever and it literally shooketh my core I freaked out. I had to call my mom afterwards, and I was like, Mom, Mom, Mom. She's like, what, Sydney? What's wrong? What? What happened? <laughs> I just had baby fever. She's like, God damn it, Sydney. 
She's like, don't ever call me with some bullshit like that. <laughs> Mom, she's like, no, I she thought it was a, a real emergency. Mm-hmm. But apparently it was just an emergency for me. Right. She didn't understand. Yeah. But it, I mean, we're in a time where there isn't a... I don't think there's, there's a proper a, time frame, especially yeah. in your 20s. I mean, you're still learning a lot, you know? You are. And women are having children at all different Ages. Ages. Points in their life. Regardless mm-hmm. whether or not they are ready to have a child or they feel like they're ready. Even mm-hmm. though I've heard plenty of women parents say that they thought they were ready, but as soon as that baby was right in their arms, they're like, oh my gosh, now what? You never, you're never prepared. Exactly. It's always, it's a learning experience. And I mm-hmm. can only, <clears throat> excuse me, I can only speak on behalf of this because I've, that's all I've really ever done is worked with kids, from being mm-hmm. a preschool teacher, from being a, um, a kindergarten teacher, you know, first grade assistant, a nanny. That's all I've you ever, kids, like- yeah, worked with kids, an older sibling. I, my mom made me watch the birth of my brothers, both of them. I'm talking full on head crowning, <laughs> everything. She's like, because I was <clears throat> like in the hospital. I was in the room, yeah, in the room. Oh, wow, I saw it and everything because my brothers, when they were born. One of them I was in middle school, and the other one I was in high school. My mm-hmm. mom's like, look, if you ever get pregnant during high school, <laughs> this is what you're going to go through. So in a yeah. way, it was like a learning experience. And yeah. I don't regret her for having me in the room because it, it was beyond anything I could ever imagine. Yeah. I, I mean, the first time I did pass out, <laughs> like straight oh up, like, gosh. knock. <laughs> well, like, they have, like, labor videos on YouTube, and I've seen those so many times, but mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I don't think that beats the experience of being in the actual room. No. Especially I mean, being your own mom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, just watching, you can just feel her energy, and then my the doctor's energy, and it's just, it's a lot of commotion, and then before, mm-hmm. like, you hear that cry, and there goes the baby, and... And it's, like, all a beautiful moment from then it on. Is. It's, like, but the the, t- the time prior to the the baby popping out and the crying happening, it's, like, whoa. Like, it is. It's a lot. Just watching someone's body <clears throat> change like that, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a whole thing, but as far as me having kids, I don't know. I, I can't... I don't want to say yes, because mm-hmm. I don't know where my life's going to be at in the next year or two years and whatnot Mm -hmm. and also I would like to make sure I have someone Mm -hmm. that I deeply care about and want to create a life with Mm -hmm. I don't want to just go out and be like hey you look good looking (laughs) let's make it happen yes please don't do that (laughs) no I don't want to do that I in a way I do kind of want to mentally prepare myself emotionally all that yeah I always told myself I wanted I've always wanted to do it like quote-unquote the right way i don't mm-hmm. judge people if they want to have kids before they get married or oh, whatever no, their life not. path is i don't i don't if that's what you guys want to do like kudos to you like i'm happy for you but myself personally i still want to take the getting married route and then having a family just because i feel like that's just my own personal choice and i know not only will i be happy about that but my family will be happy about that and then you know my spouse's family will be happy about that too and yeah I just I feel like it's just it's just always within me to like want to like have a baby because I it's like I want one but I know I don't need one right now because I could hardly take care of myself (laughs) I'm kidding I'm only saying that just because I've been sick a lot but 
you no, know, there's... I feel like there's, I want, I want to have selfish years and I want to travel with, you know, my significant other. And there's oh, so many things course. I want to do before having a baby. No, I, I totally, <clears throat> I mean, this is coming from someone who's a few years older than you. Use this time to still get to know yourself. Like you said, yeah. travel. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it selfish years. It's just you enjoying you. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. you enjoy it with, you know, someone else like for example josh yeah. or you enjoy it with your sister or your parents mm-hmm. just do the things that you want to do that you know would be a little bit challenging if you were to have a child yeah i don't want to say it's not possible because it is possible but it yes it will be a challenge in a yeah sense. it's just a little bit more work because mm-hmm. you know you're gonna have to t- be you're, you're going to have to take consideration of another being yeah. other than yourself and, you know, be a little bit more cautious. Definitely. But, yes. Last question. Let's and do it. And you're done with hot seat. <laughs> so, question number four. So, what's your current obsession? It could be anything from songs. You can list out all of them in all categories if you'd like. Current obsession. Ooh. Let's see. Current obsession would probably be... If we're talking about... Maybe like TV shows and whatnot. I just started watching and I've been binge watching on Netflix. Uh, <clears throat> Black Lightning. I've never heard of that show. It's a TV series that's on the CW and mm-hmm. it's about a black superhero. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a Marvel superhero. But anyways, it's in general, it's interesting because when you think of superheroes... I'm just gonna flat out say it. You think of either a white male or white female, or any other multicolored, like a blue, pink, purple <laughs> being of some sort. But you just you don't see too many brown skin superheroes. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And plus, I grew up watching Marvel, DC. Shout out to my dad mm-hmm. for being a hardcore nerd and <laughs> making me a hardcore nerd in that category as well. So that's pretty much what I've been watching. Um, Let's see. Anything else I've been obsessing over? Do you have like a obs- like favorite coffee drink or any? Oh, like you were just telling me earlier that you've been drinking like chais and. I definitely okay. Obsessed. I don't know if it's obsessed. Maybe more like a guilty pleasure, but chai tea latte, whether it's hot or cold, but with almond milk. Because I try yes. not. Cons- I don't really it's drink delicious. too much regular milk. Cause yeah. I get your it. Your girl's stomach is not that strong when it comes to that, so... No, I get it. I feel like as the years go on, like, your tolerances are just yeah. lowering. Lowering. Um, also, trying out a lot of new restaurants. Living okay. in Midtown, I get really excited when there's new restaurants, and I just, I want to go try it out. That's so. my thing about, like, I want to live in Midtown at one point. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm like, I would spend so much money because everything's, mm-hmm. like, accessible. It is. That's one of the beauties of living in Midtown is how close everything is and you can walk and it not be too far or even if you were to lift, it's probably no more than $7, if that. Yeah. Which so, is nice. Which is your favorite restaurant? Uh, probably one of my most favorite right now. I just went there for my birthday last month. Top of the world. And it's been around forever, so it's Tapas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's this small, intimate little setting right on J Street, and they have all different types of 
little tapas, whether you want to do a seafood or you want to do like a chicken or steak or you want to do um, like a pasta one. So it's really good for date night. So if anybody needs mm-hmm. a date night, Kayla, <laughs> I just planned your next date night. Thank you. Um, really cute, bomb, bomb sangria. I will say that. Best sangria I think I've ever had. I love sangria. Oh. It, was it like the, the dark sangria? Because I've had both. Yes. Okay. Basically, the way they win me over with drinks, if it tastes like Capri Sun or Welch's grape juice, that is it. <laughs> I know they say don't drink the sugary drinks because that's how you get a hangover, but it's so worth it. <laughs> I feel like sangria is like naturally sweet though. Yeah, because of the, the fruit. fruit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it just fruit, wine, and... Just, yeah, wine and fruit. Um, I'm sure other people might have their own unique way of creating mm-hmm. sangria. Yeah. But... It's good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I know. I was like, I haven't been to like a tapas restaurant before. And like, there's so many places in Midtown. And I was telling, I forgot who I was telling, but I was like, I feel like you don't know these restaurants unless you like walk around Midtown mm-hmm. or like, you know, the, the, around the area because you don't see these things on Yelp. You don't see these things no. on Google. Like they're very like, some of the places are hole in the walls or like, you know, they're like in between major restaurants. Yep. And, you know, I, like I think I didn't hear about Pushkins. Have you been to Pushkins? Oh, Pushkins, yeah. Yeah. I love Pushkins and it's cool because it has a vegan menu. Yep. And I thought that was very unique because like, you know, I feel like LA is like the only place that has like the more vegan, vegan options, options and like healthy quote-unquote healthy options and um but I didn't know about Pushkins be- unless I was like just walking around the area yeah they have I was at the Chipotle there in downtown or, mm-hmm. or midtown sorry I was at the Chipotle in midtown and I was like oh like what is this and stuff like that and then I ended up seeing on somebody else's story and they were like oh it's this new restaurant it's not new but it was new to them mm-hmm. and they're like it's this restaurant and like they have a vegan menu and it's like really good and it's like good vegan food it yeah. doesn't taste vegan at all that's the best kind if it's when people say like oh it's gluten free it's vegan free it's this and that it's like as long as it still tastes like the real stuff mm-hmm. then you know you are winning <laughs> they have the best glue like i think all of their desserts are gluten free mm-hmm. and i think honestly like especially with this whole medical situation (laughs) (laughs) i honestly feel like i shouldn't be having gluten like my stomach just i like truly pay attention to like what i can and cannot ingest and like i tried going like the or i try to get gluten-free options and it usually like works better so like their cookies you need okay actually you need to try their um russian tea cookie their banana walnut bread and their mud pie cookie Mud. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so good. Out of the three, you have to get the mud pie cookie. I was going to say, is that like chocolate and what else? It's like essentially like a mashed chocolate brownie. Like, but Ooh. but it's like, you know, like those like crinkle cookies. They're kind of <laughs> like that, but it's like large. It's like, I mean, you guys can't see how I'm describing it to her, but it's like this big. That's like a plate <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's huge size but of a plate. it's so good and like every time i go to pushkins like i'll bring like some treats home that way like i'll have it for me and monica and like for josh too yeah so. i mean if it's that size that's a definite shareable size no yeah like you could definitely split it with somebody like i mean i'll eat it by myself but i probably would too a girl can eat so <laughs> i know you can eat too I, 
You know me so well. You I remember us food. I think the last time we went to go eat somewhere, because you did visit me at work one time, which is when I used to work at Starbucks. But oh, we, yeah. we did eat at Chipotle. I think the last time we ate somewhere. And pho. We went and had pho. Oh, yeah, we got pho. We were eating good. We were, Let's oh, just say that. It was a rainy day, too. We were out oh, in South Sac. So you know the pho in South Sac is... Yeah, yeah, it was that's good. The one. That's it was perfect. I think we left class early. <laughs> we left. Yeah. We left that class we had together early just so well, we could get. I mean, buff. aren't we just like watching a movie anyways? I know. It's probably one of those movies where we're like, all right, I know how this is gonna end. That's probably why we missed that essay, or we forgot about that. Essay. Oh, probably because he probably said at the end, "Don't forget about the essay," as we were slurping on some fun noodles. Right, everybody was all studious in class, but I mean, hey, that fun was worth it on a rainy fun on a rainy day. But let me tell you guys. I don't drink as much as I used to, but for those of you who do drink a lot, or if you guys just get hangovers from drinking a few drinks, like me now, um, <laughs> it's a sad story, but pho, the next day when you're hungover, cures all. It does. I don't Wonders. know what it is. I, I think it's just the broth, huh? Like, Prob- yeah, broth, depending on what kind it is, like, um, was it bone broth is bone supposed broth. to be just magical. Mm-hmm. Magical juice. Magic juice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... What's the? I don't know why it makes me think of this. Uh, in the movie Space Jam, when they got that special juice in that water bottle. Oh, <laughs> that's basically what any type of broth is. Mm-hmm. It's just magic juice. You're sick, drink that. I you know. You're sad, drink that. You happy, drink it. <laughs> drink it all the time. Pick, make that part of your regimen. Exactly. In the morning, at night, whatever time frame works for you. But yeah. So that's the end of Hot Seat. You survived. <laughs> I survived. Yes. Um, I'm going to continue this Hot Seat segment for all of the guests that do come on my podcast just to have you guys get to know them a little bit better and kind of picking their brains. And it was really fun to do that, especially because Sydney's my friend. So obviously we know each other, but, you know, you guys don't know her that well. And, you know, it's, it's fun to ask her questions that I normally wouldn't ask her on a regular basis. It's <laughs> usually, like, catching up and stuff like that. Or, you know, just a, going a back and forth on anything update, you know, what's the 411. But, yeah. So, actually, for today's episode, the topic was introduced to me by Sydney. Because I was like, what should we talk about on the podcast? And I was, like, just drawing a blank. Because, I, I don't know, I think I was just overwhelmed with work. So, my brain was just completely fried. And she was like, we should talk about interracial relationships and then post-grad life. And I was like, perfect. Like, mm-hmm. we both can relate to both topics. And so, we're going to start out with the interracial relationship segment. Well, not really a segment, but the first topic. And... Yeah, let's get started. So, with interracial relationships, how has your experience been? Um, my experience, it's been good. I mean, there's always, just like with any other relationship, you have to get to know someone. Just with interracial relationships, whether, how do you say it? Not only. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get nervous now. I'm just kidding. Um. Okay, like I'll use me, myself for as an example. <clears throat> I'm, like I said, African-American, and the guys I've dated have been white. So, of course, you know, there's certain things that, you know, African-Americans might find, you know, like, this is a norm to us. Like, it is what it is. And white people are like, wait, what? Explain. Elaborate. Why do you do that? There's always that that comes up. Like, okay, for example, African-American women 
and their hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. The hair. Okay, whether you are natural, you do weaves, you do braids. There's so many different styles. There's that whole like, oh, don't touch a black woman's hair. That's not every single black woman. I mean, regardless of like hair, hair is hair. Like you always ask someone before you touch their hair. You're not going to go up and like start stroking like, whoa, right. wait a second. Boundaries. But yeah, <laughs> boundaries. You know, pause with that. But um, it's been fine. Uh, I, with my ex, that was the first time that I did ever experience any type of racism. Really? And, yes. Have you told me about this? Um, maybe. Probably. I just... And it was mainly, it was mainly black men just straight up hating. Saying like, okay. oh, you can do better. Oh, why are you with him? And this and that. Oh, that's uh, interesting. There goes another white man taking our women. Just basically, Haters, basically. hating. Straight up hating. And I don't know if it's, I I... I don't know. Maybe it happened to me before, like, with looks and whatnot, and I was just oblivious and I wasn't paying attention because, of course, she's like, oh, I'm out with my man. I'm feeling great. Everything is happy-go-lucky, unicorns, ponies, rainbows. <laughs> I don't care. Nothing Butterflies. Can, butterflies. <laughs> nothing is going to, you know, bother me. But uh, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Um, I remember, like, specifically with my ex – and I did. I got really offended by this. I remember we were in San Francisco and we were walking, and uh, there was like a group of black men, and like he wouldn't even hold my hand while we were walking by him. Wow! And he kind of like distanced himself a little bit, and I'm like, "What the hell? What are you doing?" And he's like, well, "I just didn't want to cause any problems." And I'm like, "Cause any problems? Like, if anything, you're making it more awkward than." Like, you're giving them the power exactly to know that it bothers you exactly. So I. I was like, all right. And, of course, I was just like, look, if you can't handle this and, like, let me know this and that. Long story short, we're not together anymore, so Mm -hmm. that's that. Um, But I'm dating someone new now. I was just going to ask you. I was like, (laughs) I want to ask her on the podcast. So I was like. No, it's okay. I mean. Spill the tea. (laughs) It's no secret. I am dating someone new now. Um, Things are going great. I did ask him, I was like, am I the, f-? he's white, by the way, and I was like, am I the first black chick you've ever dated? And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. Because also, you gotta, like, wonder, is this a fetish? Like, do you have a fetish for dating, <laughs> you know, whatever race you're, if you're Asian, and let's say you're dating a black guy or a white guy or whatever, it's like, do you like me for me, or you just have some Asian fetish? Like, is it, is it a commonality that you... Yeah, exactly. Um... But no, things have been going really well. Uh, I mean, he's it's good. Tell, I can't, us, tell us about him. <laughs> you don't have to say names, but uh, I mean, like a lot of people in this generation, we met on a dating app. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, I swore off dating apps, and then of course, my friend Grace was like, "No, you should just get this one. Like, it's really." And I had it. Okay, I'll just say it was Hinge, and I had heard about it. But I was like, oh, this is just me another, like, <coughs> it's okay, girl. Get all the coughs out. I'm so sorry, you guys. Like, I keep wanting to discreetly cough, but, like, my cough hasn't gone away. Like I said, the saga continues. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, it's fine. I mean, it's just, I think everyone has dabbled a little bit on, like, a dating app. And, I mean, depending on how much you use that dating app, you might have a uh, carpal tunnel from swiping so much. <laughs> 
you. <laughs> Your knuckles are hella big from just moving it from left to right, you know. But I was like, all right, whatever. I'll see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And didn't have, honestly, like, any expectations. I was about to, like, delete it, honestly. And then I, you know, end up making a date, like, with my now current boyfriend. And we went on a date. Of course, my petty ass was late to the date. Oh, my gosh. I, I was late to my first date with Josh, too. <laughs> I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm late. I'm not going to go into details of why I was late. But, yeah. I'll tell that We're on round people time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I went on a date. And it went really well. And What would you guys do? We How- went to, uh, what was it? El- no. What's the, not El Centro. It's right next to Pushkin's. Zocalo. Zocalo. We went to Zocalo. Okay. And, um... One point for Gryffindor. (laughs) One point Gryffindor. (laughs) I went to Zocalo, had food, had drinks at the bar. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, so you guys got a little drinks in Yeah, the girl had a margarita because it was a day and I needed a drink. Yeah, you want to loosen up and, like, you know, relax and, you know, not feel nervous. Exactly. And we just, you know, did that whole first Mm -hmm. date, chopping up, like, oh, Mm -hmm. so... Where'd you go to school? Did you guys talk prior to, um... A little bit, yeah. Like, on the app, we, like, chatted back and forth and stuff. And and then finally, we're like, all right, you know, we've been chatting on here. Let's meet up for Mm -hmm. a date. I'm like, okay. Yeah, went on a date. Did the whole, what's your family like? You know, what do you do for work? What do you like to do? All this and that. And it was good. Went and had drinks again later on that night. We went, I think... Went there and two other bars. And then finally I was like, oh, wow. yeah, I was like, Ooh, I need to take my butt home. So I went home and then the next day he like texts me and he was like, oh, like I had a great time, this and that. And I had work and he's like, well, what are you doing after work? And we hung out and we've pretty much been spending like almost every weekend <laughs> together. Aww. Yeah, because he doesn't live in Sacramento during the week because he has a house um, over near, like, Clarksburg area. Where's that? That's, like, Napa. Okay. Yeah. Not Clark, no. Kelseyville. Kelseyville? I don't know. Some... I'm assuming these are small towns. Yeah, it's a small town. Yeah, I'm, like, not recognizing I had never heard of it until he told me. So, yeah, he lives and works out there during the week, and then the Mm -hmm. weekends, he's here in Sac, and he lives with roommates. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, why... Why on the weekends in sack? He's like, I just really like it. And I, my friends are here. I'm like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, why not? I know. He has, like, his own house and everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys around the same age? Yes. He's, like, a few months older than me. Oh, okay. So it's not, like, too far apart. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but, like, I never wanted to, like, go too much out of range in age, Definitely. You know? Whether it's younger or older. Because if it's younger, <coughs> it's like, dang, now I feel like I'm back to nanny. <laughs> <laughs> cradle rocker. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not trying to rock nobody's cradle. Oh, no. Unless it's a future baby of mine. Yeah. But then again, it's like, if you date someone older, I'm like, mm, you starting to wear them dad new balances now? <laughs> <laughs> with, with the cargo shorts. With the car- and the, and the, the shirt. Them Kirkland in. Costco shorts. <laughs> them fresh... Hanes crunchy white socks that come just above the ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Can never forget those. Oh, no. So how long have you guys been dating? Um, not that long. Like, a few months. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't, like, really been keeping track of time. 
I had no idea because I mean I haven't seen anything on social media but even then like before I think with your ex I don't even remember you being like on social media I had like a few things on there but I wasn't I don't know I never like posted a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. I I mean everybody's different you know yeah no definitely like I don't have anything against it but I was just Mm kind of like meh you know I keep my privacy yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody has their own privacy levels. And, like, yeah. I'm just an open book, so I like to share a lot of what's right, going on Right, because you're living your Cinderella and Prince Charming best life, <laughs> okay? I mean, it's been amazing, but, you know, right. it's not all fine and dandy all the time. You know, with all relationships, there's, yeah. like, arguments here and there. But, I mean, I feel like that's healthy, too, because, you know, that means you care. No, definitely. So. Yes, I'm happy that you found somebody new. Because <laughs> I remember, honestly, I think the last time we talked about anything about relationships, you were telling me that you and your ex broke up. And I was like, oh my gosh, are yeah. you okay? And so um, to hear you being like, oh, I'm seeing somebody now, or I'm dating somebody now, and you know, it's been a few months and it's been going well. Yeah, I'm it's happy. It's always, you know, I when you get out of relationships, it's always an adjustment because you were in a routine of being with someone for X amount of time. So I was with my ex for like almost three years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you break up and it's like, whoa. Right. It just, it it literally, it rocked my world and not in a good way. (laughs) But it just, at the same time though, it was a blessing in disguise because it made me realize that, I need to always trust my instincts. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel you, a per you know yourself better than anyone. And if you feel like something is not right, don't let it dwell on. Address mm-hmm. it right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I had a hard time like finally addressing it because I was. Af- I think I knew in the back of my head what the answer was going to be, but I was just afraid to hear it out loud. Yeah. And once I did, I was just like, whoa. Well, because I mean. They don't know about it, those listening, but I know the circumstance of what was going on. And I know you were looking at your options of what you wanted to do Mm with it. And I was like, you know, whatever you want to do, I support what you, whatever you want to do. But I was like, you know, I've told you to like, you know, think about what you want to do for your future. And, you know, he has his own situation going on. So hopefully he figures it out soon. But yeah, no, definitely. I mean, at the end of the through like a, a roller coaster of emotions and like that at the end of the day I I'm not mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have any ill feelings towards him. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Like I I like wish him the best. I mm-hmm. hope that he finds what he wants and all that. Like I just mm-hmm. I wish him peace. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. And I don't wanna dwell on that anymore. I wanna just focus on myself and moving forward and just accepting things for what it is you know things yeah. happen it's cliche but things happen for a reason whether you that reason is right there as in front of your face or that reason appears in your life later on yeah there's no proper timeline Mm-mm. like no nope. yeah there's been certain there's been so many circumstances where i've like didn't realize the lesson was being placed right in front of me yeah until like months later and i'm like oh Okay, I get it now. Exactly. It's all clear to me. It is. It's really, it's a, excuse me, it's a crazy experience once that reason is revealed to you. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, whoa, 
I could have never seen this coming, and here it is. And But that's part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Learning lessons. Yeah. And, like, and this thing, like, I've always enjoyed learning because, like, I've always, like, wanted to learn. I, I guess you could say I always wanted to learn the hard way, like, through experience. Like, i rather, you know, take risks and, and not in a bad way, kind of just, like, you know, making sure that I'm making the right decisions. But, you know, say if I don't, and, like, you know, that happened mostly in my younger years. But, like, say if I didn't, like, I learned. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I I learned a lesson and I learned to not make that mistake again and so on and so forth. Definitely. I mean, even if you do make the same mistake again, I mean, in my opinion, it's like you're human. You still maybe that first time around didn't really shake you up enough okay now this is really going to shake you and hopefully you learn from that mm-hmm. dang we just got real deep <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um yeah do you have anything else to speak upon about interracial relationships do you feel as okay i was going to ask you too do you feel as though it's a different experience right now i know it's still early on in your relationship um with your boyfriend now but do you see any major differences from, like, previous... Oh, 100%. From like, your ex and your boyfriend now. Oh, 100%. Not to, like... Sorry, I don't I don't mean to compare or anything, but, like, you know, since we are talking about the differences. No, definitely. I... I do. I, I mean, I think just with any relationship in general, whenever you date someone new, after, you know, you dated someone else for a long period of time, of course you're going to see differences. But at the same time, it is still freshly new right now so who knows what other things I might discover later on and all that but um I mean as far as right now everything's going it's going great I mean I don't have anything to complain about uh (laughs) it's funny I tell friends I was like he's just checking off those boxes that I want to be checked off so that's nice there you go yeah um it's interesting we we haven't really gotten into any fights. I'd say, like, more of little tiffs. Okay. And he he was kind of surprised the way that I acted about it because I won't go into detail, like, what it was about because it's mm-hmm. not anything major. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the tiffs that we had, we were out um, getting drinks mm-hmm. at the bar and stuff. And he kind of just got a little defensive and I was like, look, do you want me to just go home? And he's like, no, no, no. Brush it off. And then, you know, went home and we talked about it a little bit. I still felt a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. And then just didn't get addressed later on. Okay. And I was like, okay, I still don't feel great about this. The next day, he, I saw him. He's like, you know what? I owe you an apology. And I was like, what? <laughs> For what? And he's like, I didn't handle last night the greatest way and I apologize about that. He's like, you were amazing. I was honestly a little shocked that you handled it so well. I was like, why is that? He's like, well, I don't know, I feel like most girls would have just, you know, caused more of a scene and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, let me stop you there. I'm not I know it's gonna sound cliche, but I'm not like most girls. You mm-hmm. can't categorize us like, oh you're a girl, you're gonna be dramatic, this and that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you and I happen to be out and we do get into some type of tiff or whatever Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you in a normal tone I'm not going to yell at you 
But then at the same time, I'll be like, you know what, look, let's talk about this when we get home and not when we're out and about and there's people around. Yeah. No one needs no one needs to see that. Well, I mean, knowing you um, for these past two years, conversationally, you're you say, you know, you say you're energetic, but I feel like conversationally you are calm. Like you you don't like the flow of the conversation is calm. Like so I can see how he didn't like I could see how he was surprised by that, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Yeah, it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was an insult or anything, mm-hmm. but I had to tell him, I was like, don't word it like that, because it might come off the wrong way. Yeah, But um, sure. Yeah, I was, I mean, for me, I was surprised, because like, whoa, I didn't expect you to turn around and apologize. I was like, I appreciate that, because at the end of the day, it's hard for people to accept that they're wrong, and mm-hmm. to apologize it and address it. It takes a lot, and I, I applaud people who are able to accept that self, mm-hmm. accept that part about themselves. Like, hey, right. I messed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that just comes with maturing. Mm-hmm. And like Definitely. Some people are well into their 30s and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like they can't do that. But, you know, <laughs> we're not here to... <laughs> not here to point any fingers at yeah. anyone, but... Uh, but mm. I know a few people that are like that. Oh, and yes. Specific person comes to mind <laughs> with me on that one. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, we're not going to point fingers. Yes. But, yes, well, whoever he is, I know I'm probably going to ask you about him after the episode. Show me pictures. I need to know all the details. I'll show you the details. I'll show you. <laughs> um, but he's a lucky guy, and I'm sure Thank he you. knows that. And, mister, if you're listening to this podcast, you better treat my friend Sydney right. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm going to have him listen to it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never do all that. Oh, my gosh. No, you know me. I'm not about... No, no, no. I know. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I'd probably be like, oh, listen to this, babe. Listen. You want to hear me? She's talking about you. (laughs) No, yeah. I I mean, I wish you guys the best. And I look forward to hearing all of the stories. And, like... Thanks, girl. We should go on a double date soon. I'm down. I can't wait for it. We can go to Top of the World. I'm down. We can go. <laughs> yeah, you cheers need to that sangria. Yeah, we can, you could introduce me and Josh, or Josh and I, to that place, and then we can have a good time. I'm down. I'll let you, you and Josh check it out first. Have your little mm-hmm. date night there, and then we'll link up. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Alrighty. So, for my time to share about my experience with interracial relationships, I've always, wait, no, I haven't always been in an interracial relationship. Um, I did have one relationship where my significant other at the time was Filipino, but that was a short relationship. A lot of my relationships mm-hmm. were short because I kind of was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> Literally. I mean, um, my first ex, that was the longest one. That was like almost five years, but I was young and like, is that the one that you were with when I first met you? No. Oh, okay. No. No, we had broken up, like, well before I started at Sac State. Okay. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I've always um, experienced that interracial relationship aspect, but, except for the one Filipino ex, but, I mean, we're just not going to talk about them because <laughs> they don't really matter. Bye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. End episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and thank you for listening. <laughs> I know. Don't forget to subscribe, leave feedback. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So as you guys know, I'm in a current relationship and um, I've introduced him to the podcast. His name is Josh. And if you guys are just tuning in right now, my boyfriend's name is Josh. And we met at Sac State 
Hashtag made at Sac State. Dang. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is Sac State. <clears throat> Oof. I wouldn't be surprised if they got a bunch of invitations to all these different weddings because of I them. know. I know. The thing is, so I had gotten there in 2017, right? Yeah, because I was there only for two years. Cause I, I yeah, seven, yeah. Uh, year 17, 18, and then we were there in 19. No. I started 2017 fall. Yes. 18. 18, 18. Yeah, so. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Math is not my strongest. <laughs> it's okay. But, um, so yeah, I started there 2017, and we met spring of 2019. But the reason why I brought up why I start or when I started Sac State is because when we met, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I've always seen you around campus and like, like your face is not like common. And I was like, uh, what? what does that mean? You know? And he was basically like, he, what he was trying to say is like, oh, like, oh, that I'm pretty. And so like, he would always just like recognize me. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's sweet of you. And he was like, yeah, I'd always go out. I would, I would always go to the well and play basketball. And he was like, I'd always see you, like, lifting weights and do your deadlifts and everything like that. And I was just like, hold up. You checking me out? <laughs> you're supposed to be balling and you're falling. I know. <laughs> Basically, I should make that a new caption. <laughs> you like that? I do. You're supposed to be balling, but you fallen for me. <laughs> exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to credit Sydney. <laughs> but no yeah he was like I always seen you around campus especially at the well and then um like I don't remember like sequentially like how the timeline went but um this guy so like fast forwarding to spring 2019 this guy I don't want to say his name on here but he had just added me on Instagram and he was just like all on my commenting on my stories like just one after the other especially when i'd post like pictures of like like selfies i guess and he'd be like queen or like so gorgeous like you know you know guys like that yes. right yeah exactly and so <clears throat> he would like constantly try to comment and stuff like that and i was just like okay like i just didn't really think anything of it like i didn't even reply there's been times where i was like oh thank you you know but it wasn't like anything like i was interested yeah and um so I remember it was, like, Valentine's Day, and then that guy was, like, you know, happy Valentine's like, a whole paragraph, and my friend at the time, tell me why he sent her the same paragraph, like, copied and pasted. Why? I'm sorry. I, I just... <laughs> okay. I just... Let me just say this. This world is too damn small to be doing fuckery like that. <laughs> I'm sorry for the language. I, I apologize. That'll be the last time that I drop an F-bomb. But this world is too small to be doing stuff like that. It really what, is. It really is. Whether you're trying to talk to more than one girl at the same... It, it gets revealed. People talk. People... The social media is a perfect example. Yeah. You are not slick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like he really like my friend at the time she was with me and was like oh my god look at this message so she screenshot it and she sent it over and I sent it to him and I was like oh like you know you're gonna send us the same message and that and he was like oh crap like yeah crap like I'm exposed and I was like yeah like what the hell you know like and I wasn't even interested anyway so it was just more comedy to me and 
so the thing is the reason i bring up the story is because this guy knew josh and he was telling josh like um like this is before like i even was like talking to josh so because it was like in february i started talking to josh and i want to say it's also foggy to me because i feel like we've been together for so long i think it was march of this year yeah oh. but so this was part of me and josh talking he had gone to josh saying like oh my gosh i really want to like you know i really want to get at this girl and like she found out that you know i messaged her friend the same message and like i don't know what to do like what should i do <laughs> like what Josh is like let me tell you what to do <laughs> <laughs> right like at that point you can't even salvage the situation and i don't i don't specifically remember how their conversation went but you know it's just funny that he i that i was brought up to josh in that in that particular situation and then like fast forward some time since he'd always seen me around at on since he'd always seen me around on campus he ended up following me on Twitter first. Okay. And then I, I, you know, Twitter doesn't have, like, pictures too much yeah. unless you post pictures. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to go click on his, because um, I don't have Twitter anymore, but, like, when I did, I was like, okay, you know, like, the only re- the only way you can see what they really look like is, like, clicking on their, what is it called? Profile picture? Yeah, the profile picture. So I clicked on the profile picture, and I was like, okay, he's a Kings fan, obviously, because, like, he had his, like, jersey on, mm-hmm. and then he had, like, a hoodie under, and it, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to you're talking about. Yeah. Like, every guy's got an outfit like that with a jersey. I know. I know. <laughs> Literally every guy. Some fresh Vans on. Or <laughs> exactly. Some nice fitted jeans. Right. The Levi's. I know. What brand is that? I know. Trues. <laughs> Trues. It's true. <laughs> it is true. I, I was like, I was like, oh, like. I was like, okay, he's cute. And, like, mind you, like, I I have dated Filipino, obviously. I have dated Mexican. Mm-hmm. I have dated, well, my, my first ex was um, half Mexican and half black. And then I've dated, I've dated somebody that was white and, like, partially Filipino. So, like, there's been a mix of, like, you know, people that I've dated. And I never was really, like, I don't mean to be disrespectful or discriminating, but, like, I never was interested in Caucasian guys. So, yeah, I never was interested in Caucasian guys. And so, you know, there was, I didn't really have anything against them, per se. Like, you know, I was just like, okay, like, it's whatever. Yeah. You know, keep pushing. But when I saw him, I was like, Houston, we do not have a problem. No. We're all good here because... <laughs> Let that angle land on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, he's cute. And, you know, I was like, I just kind of left it alone. And, like, I was checking out his tweets and everything like that. You were doing some hardcore stalking. Yeah, me. Just some light, light work. Some Slight light research. Work. Some light research. Light reading. <laughs> Let me go ahead and do a quantitative research on I know. this real quick. Do a hypothesis. <laughs> no hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to find out the results soon. So yeah. I let some time pass by and I was like, I want to see if he's on Instagram. So I look on Instagram and he's on private. I'm like, dang. Ugh. The worst, right? I hate when people put I'm like, dang it. I mean, I'm on private. So am but I, like but you know, when I'm trying to find out, right? <laughs> That's not fair. You should be on private. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's on private. I was like, but like I was being super prideful. Like as a woman, I was like, no, I can't. Like you know, I was just bringing that 
I guess, like, that old-fashioned thinking of, like, oh, women can't make the first move and stuff like that. And so I was like, no, I can't. Like, I can't add him. Like, I every it would take everything out of my being to, like, actually add him. Girl. But then I was like, no. I was like, let me just add him. So I did, and I was looking at his um, profile. And sorry, babe, if you're listening, but I got to expose you a little bit. Um, when I looked at his profile, he had a picture with his ex. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm confused. Like, you know are you still with her or you know and like i don't know how you feel about this but i don't like having pictures of exes on my social media because i feel as though that's disrespectful to say like you had a picture of your ex and then your new boyfriend had a like you and your new boyfriend took a picture and you posted that too i feel like that looks weird it mm. like i feel like that's like disrespectful like what does that make your new boyfriend look it's, like no it, it is it's there's no need to have any pictures like residual okay. yeah, like if, debris, if you if will. If it's a group picture, like there's, I don't know, 10 people, that's fine because it's not just your ex. It's like you She said 10 is the, the limit. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying do not quote me on the 10. But, you know, if it's a group picture, that's fine, mm-hmm. whatever. But if you have like a bunch of pictures of you and your ex and, you know, it's not it, like – you're, you have your arm around them or whatever, or just whatever the case is. If you have pictures of your ex, why why have them up there? Especially if you're already in a relationship, a committed yeah, relationship. Exactly. Girl, I was like, <clears throat> you need to take that down. Yeah. <laughs> Houston, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, I never was like, you need to take it down, like, right away. Because I was like, you know, that's your Instagram, like, I'll give you mm-hmm. the space to do whatever you want, like, I'm not here to control you or tell you what to do, because that's not my place, yeah. but I'm letting you know this is how I feel about it, and, you know, I feel like that's disrespectful, so I ask that you'd respect my feelings, but if not, we could talk about it, you know? No, definitely, I mean, it, that's, I think it's a smart thing, you know, you didn't come off harsh about it, like, why do you have blah, 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 you know, just, you handled it in a mature way, and you gave the option, like, we can talk about it. Yeah. So then... So I can understand better. Because the thing is, he he says that, you know, with his exes, he never went... They never fell off on a bad, like, on a bad note. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we never saw it as, like, none of my exes or I saw it as a big deal to, like, follow each other still or, like, yeah. have a picture. So everybody has different perspectives. And, like, honestly, like, with being with... Like, meeting him and being in a relationship with him, he told me a couple of days ago that this is probably the best compliment that I've given him is that I've never, he's the only, how do I say this? He's the only person that I've been with that's ever challenged me in the best way possible. Like that's... my perspective, like my thoughts, my emotions, and like had me really thinking and like picking my brain and getting to have, or Picking my brain in a way that I got to know myself more mm-hmm. in ways that I couldn't even figure it out on my own. And, like, not to say, like, oh, like, I'm incapable, but at the same time, like, it's different when somebody is on the outside perspective, outside perspective looking at you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I appreciate you because you challenged me in many ways. And, like, you've opened my eyes to so many perspectives and, like, all of our conversations that we've had, like, you know, I've been enlightened because I'm just like, well, I didn't know that. Or like, I, I didn't see it that way. Or, you know, I understand your emotions for this, or I understand your thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that conversation with him was like, you know, I had to get, I had to understand, okay, this person I'm going to really have to actually communicate with. Cause I honestly, 
with my past relationships, I never saw it going anywhere. Like, yeah. you know, that's why I kind of was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I don't think we should be together anymore. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see the potential. So I just didn't take it to a serious level that I do now. And so I don't remember what, how we even got here. <laughs> Dang, how do we? I don't, I don't even know. I'm like, whoa. Because we were talking about meeting at sex date. And just, you know, Josh saying that was like one of the best compliments, which I think that's, that is a really, it's a unique compliment too, because in relationships, so many, there's so many different levels. And I don't know if this will sound corny, but relationships in a way are kind of like a video game. You know, you have like different levels Uh and you have to do certain things to like pass that level and whatnot. And I think... There's like that, how do you say it? First you're like in the honeymoon stage, like, and then you get like, okay, you're in that comfort level or mm-hmm. I'll just flat out say like, maybe you're comfortable enough to fart in front of your significant <laughs> other now and whatnot, or, you know, just you get into that certain comfort level, but at the same time, you're still discovering new things about them, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You know, that's, I was like reading some like little article, um, about this couple, this couple that had been together for like, I don't know, like 40 years. And someone's like, oh, what's like the secret? And it's like, you know, you, you never stop paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Like you still find interest in them and you discover new things about them and you continue mm-hmm. growing and learning. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, I guess, where that, those levels kind of mm-hmm. play in. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing that he feels challenged by you, but in a good way. You know, no, I feel challenged. Oh, you feel well, sorry. Actually, you know, we both do, I would say. Because every time we have conversations, they end up being really lengthy and both, you know, coming to an understanding of each other. Yeah. In a way that, like, you know, whether that's from, you know, a tiff or just sitting here talking, like, you know, we delve into conversations that we're like, okay, and like, now we have a better understanding of each other. And we always exactly. will try to end the conversation by saying, like, thank you for enlightening me or like you know helping me see this point of view that you know I was having a hard time to understand because you know maybe I was feeling frustrated why he was you know not understanding where I was coming from or vice versa but I remember how we got into this point because we were talking about Instagram and how I wanted to add him so I added him and then you know I saw all that and yeah 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 and then um I remember I was volunteering for weave at the time and then I finally got my badge and then I posted a picture of my badge with my friend Rachel. Um, and he was like, welcome to the family or something like that. And I was like, family? And he was like, oh, yeah, like I volunteer for Weave too. And that was like the ticket seller for me because I was like, okay, so if you guys don't know what Weave is, it's an organization downtown where they help women and men that are being domestically abused mm-hmm. or they have um they have clinics for people to go to um if they've been sexually assaulted they could do like test kits for you know if somebody was you know i don't want to say this insensitively but you know with people have been raped so they can go into the clinic and you know get their test done and then file a police report so all of that they do that in i keep saying i keep wanting to say downtown but it's actually midtown and so he did volunteering for them too but he did, like, table setting. Like, he did, like, you okay. know how, like, he, people would be posted in a certain location and, like, yeah. oh, do you want to learn more about this? So he did that. Um, and I think it was fitting because in college he 
got his degree for public relations mm-hmm. and communication. And so it makes sense because he's, he's very um, personable with people. And then so I was like, okay, like, you know, he volunteers for Weave. So that shows to me that he respects women. And that's a big thing for me because I feel as though in my past relationships, I did not get the respect that I deserved at all. And I'm sure you know that. You've heard all the stories, but I'm not going to go into it. Just know that that's I've had bad experiences. And so that's why I'm super thankful now to have somebody who completely respects me and yeah. like shows the utmost respect for me. Not only for me, but my like my friends and my family. Definitely. So, yeah, so... That happened on Instagram, and then we just kept talking back and forth. And then I remember I was studying for an exam the next day um, and doing homework, too. And he messaged me. It was, like, a Thursday night. And he was like, hey, like, me and my friends are going, like, drunk bowling. Do you want to come? And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this this moment. <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. I was like. Oh, but I have, like, you know, an exam tomorrow. Like, I can't, you know, and I was trying to be responsible. I could have easily been, like, forget the exam and go, you know? Mm -hmm. But I was, like, you know me. I wouldn't do that. So I was, like, hey, like, you know, I'm I'm busy studying and doing homework. And, like, maybe we can do another time. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I really don't want to, like, go. And then basically I was doing my whole spiel about why I couldn't go. And then... He was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he basically was like, when I said, oh, maybe we could rain check. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh, okay. If he left it at, oh, for sure, like, you mm-hmm. know, this okay. conversation is not going anywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so when? And then, and he told me now, he was like, when you told me that, like, I was, like, taken back because I didn't think you were, like, interested in me like that. Like, when you said, like, taking the initiative of, like, being like, okay, when? And then... Um, he was like, that showed me that, you know, you were willing to come see me and you wanted to spend time. So I was like, yeah. And then he ended up being like, okay, like I'll plan something out right now. Uh, or he, sorry, he was like, okay, I'll plan something out right now. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. And he, as he's typing. <laughs> Did um, you see those little dots? Yeah, exactly. Me, always trying to rush him. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I was like, I think he ended up saying like, oh, let's, it was like, I think that Friday or Saturday, he was like, oh, let's let's hang out. And I was like, oh, no, like, I can't. And it was, like, towards spring break. So I was like, okay, I'll do – so that week after was spring break. I was like, oh, I'm free Friday. Like, I could do Friday. He's like, okay. And then he was like, we could go to the Snug. And I was like, have you been to the Snug? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great bar. And he, he was like, we can go to the Snug. And then – I was like, oh, I've never been there. So, like, that would be cool. Like, let's, you know, I'm down. Let's mm-hmm. go. And then I was like, oh, also, like, my friend's having a kickback that night. Did you want to come after a snug? And then he was like, yeah, then maybe we should eat something. He's like, maybe we could try Moss Taco. And I was like, oh, I've, I've been to Moss Taco before. And he's like, oh, I haven't. So we'll both be introducing each other to stuff, you know. You've never done before. Exactly. And Aww. so <clears throat> it was kind of a good um, exchange. And so we ended up. I'm going to Moss Taco first. We had a few drinks there. Mm. And then we went to Snug, had a few drinks there. And, like, the conversation we had at the Snug was, like, amazing. I never had a conversation like that with any guy ever. And, mm. like, it's just because we opened up really well. And I don't know if it could have been the drinks or just our personalities. But, like, even now, like, how we talk, I, I don't think it's the drinks. I just think it's just us talking. And, like... 
that and, and I remember when we were at Mos Taco, like you said, you were late on your first date. I was late on the first date too. I was like 15 minutes late. But in my defense, he pushed back the date. We were supposed to go, I think, at 7. And then he was like, can we make it to 7.30 because I'm doing something for PRSSA, which is like, I think it's a club at Sac State. I don't know if it's called a club uh-huh. per se. I think it's an association, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. But he was like, can we push it to 7.30? And I'm like, that's fine. I'm over here already ready. Outfit on, hair done, makeup done. Dang. And I'm like, it's fresh. Fine. I know. I went to go lay down and I was like, because I'm waiting, you know. I was like, I'm just going to rest because, like, I'm a grandma. And, like, you know, <laughs> towards that time, I'm like, I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to go out. And then so, you know... I woke up and I was like, oh, I have to, like, you know, freshen out my hair and freshen out my makeup because, like, I was just, like, technically, like, laying down. Girl, you were knocked. Yeah. <laughs> you were knocked. Probably. I don't even remember. <laughs> and then so I'm all, I'm on my way, literally walking out the door. <laughs> the, the lip is not even there yet. And then oh so. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Sorry. That was my birth control alarm. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Just trying to be real with you guys. You know, you got to stay on top of that. Yeah. That's you why do. I keep mine right next to my bed. He's like, oh, time to go to bed. Let me go ahead and pop one of these little pills and knock out. There you go. <laughs> That's a good way too. But yeah, I remember I was late and it was raining that day. And he had told me he was going to bring an umbrella. So he's over. He, he didn't. Aww. I feel like he could have easily sat inside and waited for me. But he, he waited outside. Like he, he stepped out to like come meet me. And I think that was a nice gesture. That was. That was that's sweet, huh? That's so Disney. I know. <laughs> that's so Disney. That's like a Disney short. You know how you have those yeah. little short Disney <laughs> clips? I thought that was so sweet. I was like, oh, you didn't have to wait out here for me and stuff like that. And he goes, he told me just the other day, he goes, yeah, I remember when you're walking to, walking up to Masako and he was thinking to himself, like, yeah, like, she's too pretty for me. Like, this is just going to be, like, you know, us on a day, and it's not going to go anywhere after this. And, like, Aww. look where we are now. We've been together. It's going to be seven months on the 20th, so. Dang. Yeah. And, Congrats. yeah, that's easily. <laughs> thank you. That's amazing. That was easily the best first date I've ever had. And he, could, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing, too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm on cloud nine. I have no complaints. Girl, you're on cloud 57. Stop. <laughs> 57? I don't know. It's a bigger number than nine, so. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> as far as any differences, you know, I remember he, his main concern in the beginning was like, you know, our family dynamics are very different. Mm-hmm. I come from a two-parent household, and he comes from a one-parent household, and okay. I have you know, just one sibling, and he has a lot, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing this, because he tells everybody his story, but he has many siblings, because, because of his dad, he just had a lot of kids, so I'll just put it that way, with different people, <laughs> so he technically has a lot of siblings, and, you know, I feel like every family has their own sort of situation, mm-hmm. and, because I don't like, I know people would prefer to say dysfunction, and I don't like saying that. No, I, I don't like saying that <clears throat> with anybody's situation because there is a what is the how does the saying go? Yeah, what saying? Um, something like order to chaos. Like, there's an order to chaos. 
I don't know what the saying called. I don't know either. But I mean, it's I I like how you don't like using the word dysfunctional because every family is different. There's no I don't believe in a specific a, a, a specific type of family. You know, you have mm-hmm. single parent homes, whether it's a single dad or single mom, or you have a household where you have two moms or two dads, or mm-hmm. you're being raised by your grandparents, mm-hmm. or you're in a household where your grandparents live with you. Mm-hmm. It's every family is unique and beautiful in its own way. Exactly. Whether like, it's the same as yours or it's different. Exactly. And it's that's why I, I never want to say dysfunction because like everybody's circumstance is different. Oh, and, for sure. And you know, every family has their own issues, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they're dysfunctional. I feel like everybody has a negative connotation to that, but that's the, that's the easy word for people to use. Yeah. But you know, us being from two different um, cultures essentially and culture doesn't always have to mean in regards to race and ethnicity no. it could just be like a societal situation where like you know with society there's many cultures you know whether that's like Definitely. you know whether that's in social media or like you know with specific hobbies that people like you know that's a certain culture and so he was like you know with our different cultures like how do you feel as though you know it'll play out in the end I'm like Honestly, like, I like diversity. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy diversity. I, I enjoy learning about people in their own culture. And, like, I'm open to the idea. And I don't I don't feel closed off ever to anybody. I myself, as an, I myself am an open book. And so, you know, that kind of put more ease to his mind, knowing that I was like, okay, like, you know, That's she's good. willing to, like, understand my family. And, and, you know, he's willing to understand my family as well. And, like, you know, he's already been to my graduation party and had Filipino food and, like, right. enjoyed it very much. <laughs> and, like, his family is so sweet. They invited me to their house multiple times for, like, movie nights. And, like, we took his siblings trick-or-treating Aww. on Halloween. So that was fun. And then... Yeah, so, I mean, we, you know, and then he's he's been there through all the hospital visits yeah. and, like, you know, visited my, my family and, like, been to my sister's water polo game and, like, we're going to go to her game tomorrow, actually. And so, like, you know, there's been a good exchange of, like, getting to know each other's families and I look forward to getting to know each other's families more, like, you know, in the future and, like, Definitely. being more of a blended, you know, a blended family because, obviously, like, I, him and I have discussed this and, like, We've known this since the beginning of us dating, but, like, we do see each other as, like, the one, quote-unquote, like, Aww. and, like, that's very hard to come by because I don't, I wouldn't say that about no, just anybody. <laughs> no, I know. Believe me, it's, it's different, but it's exciting and nice seeing you in this new stage of your life. Yeah. Because for as long as I've known you, like, you've talked to me about your previous relationships and stuff, and... I could see it just in, like, your body language, the change, and mm-hmm. how just proud you look to just yeah. be speaking about someone who you feel that strongly about. Yeah, that I'm proud of. Like, mm-hmm. I'm proud of being with somebody that that's respectful and that's kind yeah. and that's, you know, so many, so many amazing things. I could go on and on, but the episode would be at, like, five hours, but... <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> I know, they're like, not about her boyfriend. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just like, you know... It's a different experience, but in the best way possible. And, like, there has been times that have been challenging, but, 
you know, with the way that his personality is and the way that my personality is, like, you know, we work well in handling situations, you know, I, I basically work in the mental health field, like, as my job, yeah. and so I'm learning a lot of new things where, you know, I have to handle certain situations better, and, like, you know, he's learned how to handle situations better, and we approach things a lot differently, you know, and, like, we have a lot of conversations about, you know, just everything about our relationship, we constantly are talking, and, and that's a big thing, because I strongly believe in amazing communication, because yes. without communication, like, you have nothing. Oh, because gosh yes (laughs) how am i supposed to know what's going on in your head and how are you supposed to know what's going on i don't expect him to know what's going on in my head no you're not a mind reader and you know i feel like a lot of people struggle with communication because they're afraid of what they say will hurt the other person's feelings and i i feel like a big fat it might hurt someone's feelings but at the same time I would rather hear the truth than for you to lie to me. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's about also the way you deliver it. Yeah, delivery is a big thing for me. It is. If you don't deliver it in an appropriate way, then yes, it could be hurtful. But if you do deliver it in a respectful way, it might not be hurtful you know yeah because i mean even tone of voice can sound malicious like yes i find as though you know being filipino i my voice projects and people think that i'm angry or that i'm irritated or upset or something but it's just that my voice projects and he's recognized that and he's like you know you don't have to raise your voice i mean i'm just like i'm sorry i'm I'm real i'm really trying i'm really not trying to raise my voice it's just Mm -hmm. my voice projects but you know if you feel as though you feel more comfortable for me to talk at a lower tone, then I respect that. And that's something I could do to approach you differently. Yeah. Because everybody handles conflict a different way. And so about delivery, it's like, it's everything. Because you may say something, but the way you deliver it can completely 180 change your point. Oh, 100%. Especially if your body language is not matching up to how you feel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, with communication, I feel like too many people have in-depth conversations via text because they feel secure behind the screen. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's like, no, don't do that because your tone, people can't understand, like, what your tone is when you're going back and forth. There's not enough, like, in-person talking. No, I would much rather talk to someone face-to-face than via text. Right. And I've at even, least on the phone. Yeah, or yeah, even on the phone, I found myself sometimes apologizing, you know, in text like, "Hey, I'm not trying to sound mean or anything, or please don't take this the wrong way." And I'm like, "Gosh, I wouldn't have to worry about this if we were just, you know, I get in it. Person, there yeah. are situations where you don't have the opportunity to talk face to face, and you'll have mm-hmm. to do it through text. Mm-hmm. We are in time and this wonderful, beautiful life where just." Texting is a lot easier it's than... Convenient. Everybody's it's convenient. Everybody's busy. Yes, like, we are... Our generation ex- is like... Yes, our generation is very, very, very busy. We are little busy working bees. And exactly. texting is just the easiest way for us to communicate. Mm-hmm. And communication just in general is so, so important in every single relationship, whether it's with your significant other, family, co-workers... If you don't communicate, it's like 
The same. Closed mouths don't get fed. Basically. And I always stood by that because I'm just like, my point when we get across or what I'm needing from my significant other is not going to be met if I don't say anything. Exactly. Because like, they will never know. I can't give any hint. And the thing is about giving hints, like that's so immature to do that because it's like you could easily just, you know. Just say like, hey, I don't like that. Or I would rather this happen. Mm-hmm. I I used to be afraid. And I'm, you know, I'm now just realizing this. But I used to be afraid to say how I felt because I I felt like what, my, what I had to say didn't matter. Mm. And I struggled with that a lot. And... It finally just, it sh- it shook me. And yeah. I told myself, I'm like, you know, I'm never going to not hold back anymore. If I feel strongly about something, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure, obviously, to do my best that it's, you know, respectful because I believe in the whole, you know, thing of treat others the way you would want to be treated. Exactly. And I... Yeah, I just, I mean, we're in a time right now where your voice is your strongest thing that you have and use it to your fullest advantage. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know, lack the skill of communication. And mm-hmm. I'm not to say that I'm perfect at it. Oh, I, neither am I. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'm still learning, you know, ways to communicate with other people, like, you know, whether that's my family or other mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that, like you know, everybody's uh, everybody um, receives communication differently, yeah, and gives out communication differently. And like for a long time, I was kind of in the same boat where I was afraid to communicate because I mostly because I didn't want to share what I had to say or stand up for myself because mm-hmm. I didn't want to offend them. I didn't. I was I was the ultimate. I'm like the number one people pleaser. Yes, like putting <laughs> others. I'm yeah. guilty of that. <laughs> To a T, putting others' feelings before my own feelings. Exactly. And I was just like, if I say this, like, that's going to hurt their feelings. And it's just not worth, like, me saying anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the end, I'm just like, I should have. And I regret it because I'm like, I should have said it because I'm just like, I would rather get it off my chest yep. than keeping it in. And then now it's, like, in, it's. It's going it's like, to, it's like that itch under your skin that you can't get. Yeah, and you're just like, well, now it, the conversation is irrelevant because I mean, if the if the two people are mature, you could always bring it up again. Yeah. But you know, you know, back then I was like, okay, well, I can't talk about it anymore because we're not even talking about it. Like the conversation was like a couple of days ago. So yeah, communication is important, and like, like, like I said, in this relationship, I've experienced the most respect, communication, love thoughtfulness and everything has been a good reciprocation between the two of us and I think you know it's also the the healthy factor of our relationship I feel like you know I've been in a lot of unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. like I've told you before and it's just I never knew how to be in a healthy relationship so when I was when I got into this relationship I was like shook to my core like it it rocked my world because I was like I don't know how to handle this and like it is a good thing but I want to handle this cautiously and I still couldn't figure it out and I had to learn on my own like and it was it, it was very weird like and it's sad to say that but you know I'm happy that I'm at a point where I do have a healthy relationship and Definitely. you know it's somebody that I want to be with for the rest of my life and I'm happy that you know the way it's been going and like 
I told my parents about, <laughs> I remember I went to Moss Taco with my parents not too long ago, mm-hmm. and um, they had drinks in them, I had drinks in me, <laughs> and I was like, so I want to talk to you guys. I was like, so when my lease ends, so it'll be like well into next year, I was like, Josh and I have been talking, and you know, we haven't planned it out just yet, we just wanted to let you know beforehand, so it's not a shock, but like, we want to like take the living together route and they did not have any reaction it was so weird because like you know everybody's different yeah but some people don't believe in cohabitating mm-hmm. and some people are fine with it i was never really against it because i don't see the issue like i guess like people may be against it for religious purposes yeah. or like you know i don't want everyone to disrespect anybody but personally like i've never i've mm-hmm. never seen the issue and so they didn't really have a reaction and then you know they kind of res- they kind of expressed to me in a respectful calm tone and i think that's because i've talked to them about how they can come off as aggressive when they talk mm-hmm. to me and they they've understood that so when i talked to them about it they were like you know you know we this is not something that we were expecting but we just want to make sure that you guys are financially prepared and like you have to save money like i, I want you to do your research and i'm like mom i understand that like I've done research on a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that it takes time to prepare. And, like, you know, Josh and I have talked and we were like, you know, if we want if we want to do this at that time frame of next year, we got to start saving money now because we have student loans to pay off and, you know, all mm-hmm. these other bills. And so, you know, it has been well thought out, but it hasn't gotten to the point where it's, like, planned out. So Yeah, right now it's an idea that is still like developing yeah like it has we haven't brought it to fruition and just yet like we haven't like planned out where or like you know started looking or anything Mm -hmm. like that but that's that's something that we were like planning to do because we spend so much time together and like some people are upset about that like i've had a lot of people be like oh like you guys always spend time together and i'm like what's your problem like why are you mad you know and like and that's the only thing, and, and I think the reason why that is is because, well, I know the reason why that is because I don't only see him as, like, my boyfriend, but I see him as my best friend, too. Like, we, we mesh well together. Yeah. And, I, like, you know, we we like the same things. We have the same priorities. We, like, you know, we have the same schedule. We work with the same schedule, and it just works well together. So that's usually why, and we have great conversation. I mean, it's interesting that you say that because, like, for me, I, I've i been hanging out with my boyfriend every single weekend, mm-hmm. and I used to, like, spend my weekends, for the most part, like, over at my best friend's house. Yeah. And I, I did think, like, dang, you know, this is kind of, like, weird now, like, we're not hanging out as much, but she she... She took it really well. She's like, you know what, look, you don't see him during the week at all. Like how Mm. you used to see your ex all the time during the week and during the weekends. You only get the weekends to see him. So I get it. And on top of that, like every Sunday I always spend over at her place and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, I can see why, you know, friends would get, you know, a little angry or frustrated that their friend no longer is hanging out with them because they have a significant other Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know if you got to realize it doesn't mean that you guys aren't friends 
You yeah. can still, at the end of the day, like, we're adults here. We can talk it out. Like, hey, um, next weekend or two weeks from now, let's go get tacos or something. Yeah, right, and cool, I've done that on. before. Yeah, just, you know, communicate with me. Like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, let's link up. Yeah, and, like, and that's <clears> the thing, <throat> like, Josh would never be, like, upset about, you know, not spending time with him because I want to go spend time with him. He would never do that. And so, yeah. like, you know, and especially to make it work, too, like, I'll take advantage of the time when he's at work. Like, I'll, I'll go get coffee with a friend or, like, I'll get lunch with a friend. You know, like, using that time that way I could dedicate – I could still dedicate time to my significant other because, mm-hmm. like, I was telling my friend Holly when we went to um, Happy Hour one time, I was telling her, I was like, if you really think about it, like – at the end of the day, like, you you will always have friends and everything, but, like, when you when you grow up and you get married, you and your husband are a team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, you guys have each other. Not only do you have yourself, but you have each other. Exactly. And, like, your friends are there, yes, but you don't depend on your friends for, like... Depend on your husband for Yeah, them. exactly. So that's just the way I see it. And, like, obviously, Josh and I aren't married yet, but, like, it's just... That's my mentality of the fact that, you know we we work together well for a reason and I don't not that to say that you know I depend on him we work together with everything but it's just like I don't ever feel like oh because I have a significant other now like I, sh- I can't hang out with my friends because I want to spend all my time with him yes I want to spend a lot of time with him but that I just wish that people would take the initiative too to be like hey like let's hang out because I don't know if you listened to my last episode but I felt though I felt that a lot of people that I was friends with before, they wouldn't, they would wait for me to be like, let's hang out. And that's <laughs> annoying, you know? Like It is. It's a two-way street. Like, it goes, communication. Just let me know, like, hey, I miss you. Let's hang out. Yeah. Versus, like, oh, Kayla's got a man now. I guess, like, she's just going to drop all your friends. No, it's not even like that. I think it's a pride thing, maybe. It could, well, people need to swallow their pride. <laughs> Swallow your pride, people, okay? <laughs> Call your friends up, they're in relationships, plan a little catch-up date. Yeah. And you're And even if fine. you can't get together, just, you know, you, you and your friend, like, go on a double date. Like Yeah, double date, or, hey, if you've got, like, 30 minutes to spare, FaceTime them. Yeah, phone call. Like, it doesn't take, and that's the thing, I feel like people are so used to the, like, you know when you were in high school, you had, like, a lot of time to spend time with your friends. You yes. could to see them whenever you want. But now people work, like, full-time jobs, part-time jobs. Yep. And they have other, you know, hobbies or they have responsibilities at home. Like, people are busy. And, like, I don't think people understand that fully. No. Especially if they're not in the same predicament as you. Yeah. Meaning you graduated. You have a full-time Monday through Friday job. And let's say your friend is still in school and has, you know, a weird schedule. Well, no, I shouldn't say weird, but, like, has a very specific schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just think that people are going to work around just around your schedule. You have mm-hmm. to take in consideration their schedule and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I just think, in general, people just need to not be afraid to hit up your friend and be like, hey, I miss you. Mm-hmm. I forgot what you look like. I need to see you. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. But I can't think of anything else to talk about as far as interrelation inter oh my god, I can't talk about interracial relationships. Exactly. No, uh, it's well, okay, I will say that just to kind of piggyback off of what you said with um 
blending like your family with your significant other and stuff. I come from a very big family. Uh-huh. I'm talking cut you know yeah. with your family, you've got like all your cousins, you have your cousins' kids, then you've got yeah. grandparents, aunts, uncles. I mean, you have the whole shebang. Yeah. Whereas my boyfriend, it's just him, his mom, his dad, and his sister. Mm-hmm. And that's and maybe like his aunt and uncle for I'm bringing up Thanksgiving because that's mm-hmm. coming up. That's how they do Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what about your cousins? No, I don't have any. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, what about you? I'm like, well, let me tell you. We got cousins. We got aunts. We got uncles. Let me tell you about the turkey. We got deep fried, smoked, roasted. <laughs> I'm just going on and on. And he's like, oh, wow, really? And I was like, yeah, we always do it big for holidays and this and mm-hmm. that. And I, it's just... He was just kind of like, oh, that's, you know, he's like, that's really cool. But I could tell, like, that's not his, you know. Well, yeah. That's, like, not, that's not how he rolls with his Thanksgiving, which is totally fine. I'm not, like, knocking it's not anything. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, he, one thing I really appreciate about him is that he's totally down for, you know, like, meeting family members of mine. Like, he's met, like, my cousins before, two mm-hmm. of my cousins, and he wasn't hesitant or, like, nervous about it. He seemed, like, just really calm and, like, confident. He's like, met my friends and stuff, and he wasn't afraid to, like, initiate conversation with her. And I was like, this is great. Like, this is what I want. Exactly. You know, and yeah. I wasn't, like, used to it because I was just saying, like, with my previous relation, not even relationship, but relationships, I felt like my boyfriend at the time were always just hesitant to be around my family mm-hmm. and I'm just like why you know and I'm not gonna lie I felt hurt yeah this family is huge for me and it's like I yeah. want you to be a part of my life like you get to see me in my natural element yeah. mingling with my family and mm-hmm. you don't want to be a part of that like why because I'm all about family like I will be like no let's go have lunch with your parents yeah. Let's go over to your parents' house and, like, have a movie night or whatever. Like, I love meeting other people's parents because then that's a way to kind of get a little bit more about that person. Yeah, I agree. I remember not too long ago, we were trying to all go, like, my family and his family go to Bernie Falls. Mm-hmm. Have you been there before? Mm-mm. I think it's in Reading. Okay. I think it's four hours from here, but we were trying to plan that, but it's hard because all of our schedules don't match up. And so, you know, we tried inviting them to my graduation party, but it was like kind of last minute, so they couldn't come. And it's just like, you know, it'll be two different worlds, but, you know, I don't see it like the outcome. I don't see the outcome being bad. You know, I feel like, you know, no, it just be something not. to adjust to, but everybody will have to just get to know each other. Oh, yeah, own time. of course. I mean, that's just with any. Anytime you're being introduced to someone new or something new, you have to just, you have to, in a way, just adapt and adjust yeah. to it. Like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. No one's trying to force it, but don't knock it until you've tried it. Yeah, exactly. So I think we rambled on enough about yeah. interracial <laughs> relationships. I don't even know if we covered anything. <laughs> I, I don't even know if anyone's going to be able to relate to what I had to say. <laughs> I mean, just... we talked about a lot of relatable things, but, you know, it was just... Here and there, everywhere, yeah. all around the world. But it's okay. Like, you know, that's <laughs> what happens when you're sitting with your friend talking and exactly. you just and you haven't seen each other in a while too. You just everything just comes out and I hope you guys understand. But let's move on and talk about what post grad life is. Do you um, wanna go first? Do you want me to go first? 
I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. Only because well, it's pretty short. It's been pretty like steady the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as you know, Kayla and I graduated same year, class of twenty nineteen. Woo! Stingers up. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> um, I graduated with a BA in um, child development pre credential, and so I wanted to be a teacher. So I was like, all right, graduated. My plan is to obviously go into the credential program, but I had only worked in predominantly private schools, Mm -hmm. and I knew the Sac State credential program targets mainly public schools. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sub for a year, get a lot more experience in public schools, fill it out, see how, you know, the dynamics is and whatnot. And on top of that, I sub, which that's what I do right now, I'm a substitute teacher, um, kindergarten through 12th grade. Okay. For San Juan School District. And San Juan oh. School District is huge. Like We both car. work in Citrus Heights then. Yeah, so <laughs> I, yeah, some of the schools that I've subbed at, Citrus Heights, Carmichael, Orangeville, mm-hmm. the Arden area. I can literally leave my house and be at a school in 10 minutes from leaving my house to being at a school in like 30, 35 minutes. Yeah. So it just all depends. So I've been doing that um, since the beginning of the school year, August. And um, I was like, all right, after that, then I'm going to apply for the credential program for fall 2020. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't up until, I want to say, early, like sometime like the beginning of this month, like late last month, I was just like, I don't know if I want to teach anymore. And I, I think was that's just, common. Yeah. I was just really questioning. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I want to do this? Like, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that are teachers, and, you know, they would tell me, like, look, subbing is completely different than being an actual teacher. You're being thrown into a classroom that's already, you know, established their routine and their dynamics, mm-hmm. and you have to just adjust to it. Whereas if you were, have your own classroom, you set your own rules, you have a longer period of time to um, establish relationships with your students. You have more of a foundation. Yes, you have more of a solid foundation. And... Even after hearing that, I'm like, man, I still don't know if I want to do this. And on top of that, I really was not trying to take the C-sets over again because <laughs> I already failed them once. And mm-hmm. there's three of them, and they're $100 each. Oh, wow. So that's $300. <laughs> um, and they're really hard, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I was thinking, like, well, all right, I have a degree. I can, you know – apply for other jobs that necessarily don't apply to working with children Mm -hmm. and I was looking at all kinds of things like oh Pinterest that sounds fun like what are the you know what are the job opportunities with Pinterest what are the job opportunities with like Instagram like I wanted to do something with um that still interacted with people helping them um so yeah also you know was uh debating whether or not to go in the credential program because of the CSETs because they're really hard and they're expensive. Is that like the GRE or psych? Like an entry entry exam? Yeah, I think so, except like for me, I wanted to do elementary teaching. So that's multiple subjects. So you had (coughs) literally... (laughs) You're fine. (coughs) I'm just dying over here. I can't let me softly. So (laughs) you have one test... That is on math and science. And the right. science is like chemistry, physics, biology. Math is like algebra, geometry, some statistics. Okay. So pretty much everything that you learned in high sun. school 
is all jumbled up right there. And that's hard because in college you don't all learn those things in no. one semester. Whereas in high school, you, every semester you have those categories, but in just different levels. Exactly. And then you have another test where it's visual and performing arts and um, physical you education. Do a talent show? No, we're not a talent <laughs> show. But they do like have like a one of the questions was look at this painting and tell me what are um, what mood is it and all these other things. I'm like, it's a guy mowing a lawn. <laughs> what? No, <I'm> <laughs> it was like that. But then there's um, another test where it's uh, oh history and like reading and the history is like world history and then U.S. history. Oh yeah, you can't. No. And I'm like world history. I've only been on the country once. <laughs> what? <laughs> How many continents do we have? No. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Exactly. So it's just, it's a lot of information that you have to remember to take these tests. And it just sucks because it's like, all right, if I'm doing elementary teaching, like, I'm not going to be teaching these kids about, I feel like certain things I feel like don't pertain to elementary teaching if I were to be a high school teacher then yes I could see this tying in but anyways that's I think a lot of curriculum should be relate like should be relatable to what you're actually going to be doing because there's so many things that I've learned that I don't use exactly out of of college so that was like another factor is considering that made me hesitant wanting to you know apply for the credential program but on top of that I find myself when when I was subbing Helping children more on a personal level and not so much on an academic level, meaning mm-hmm. self-solving problems and mm-hmm. how to like communicate their feelings and mm-hmm. just getting to know them on a personal level. You know, I did and, a, um, an essay in, a, I think it was a child development class. I can't remember. But um, practicing mindfulness at school mm-hmm. and having the, the kids understand how to express their emotions properly because obviously they come from different cultures and they don't, some cultures, like you know how I've talked about with like Filipino culture, it's not common to express your feelings. It's, mm-hmm. it's common to like suppress it. So whereas like when you're in the school setting and you're meeting new friends, you know, you don't know how to interact with certain people because you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. And so practicing, you know, self-expression and mindfulness, especially being present in the moment of, like, learning and, you know, understanding your surroundings. I feel like that's very helpful. And they've done, like, I had to research, like, a bunch of studies about how it's, you know, statistically beneficial for, especially younger students who are just understanding their emotional intelligence. Exactly. I mean, with kids that age, you know, like, elementary, they're so, it's a fragile stage because they themselves don't understand sometimes their emotions and why they feel this way Mm -hmm. so that's why some of them might you know just burst into tears or Mm -hmm. lash out they don't know how to navigate their feelings and their emotions and um but yeah I just found myself dealing with a lot more personal um problems with students and then when it came to like high school I'd be, like, wearing a Sac State shirt, or I always have, like, a Sac State pin that I got from, mm-hmm. like, orientation, and that little <laughs> swag bag they gave us. You still have that? Yes, I'll have that. So <laughs> lucky pin. But, um, kid, you know, high school is like, oh, did you go to Sac State? And I was like, yeah, I graduated. I'm like, oh, I thought about going to Sac State, and I was like, oh, you know, why, why did you only think about it? Like, why not actually do it? I'm like, 
oh, I don't know if I can get in or I don't know if I can afford it. So just talking to kids about college and stuff. So long story short, I found myself tackling a lot more, um, not so much the academic aspect of teaching, but other things. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I think I know what I want to do now. So my plan right now is to apply for uh, the master's program in counseling at Sac State for fall 2020. So um, a school counselor, which is what my best friend um, is doing right now. She's yeah, a middle school. Yes, she's a middle school counselor um, in Roseville, and mm-hmm. so just hearing her experience, and I, you know, obviously knew her when she's going through the program, and I'm like, this is, this is what I want to do, and mm-hmm. I've never felt so sure about something like this before, and I'm like, okay, I'm still helping students, and I'm still. Um, working in a school setting, yeah, I'm still getting my summers off for the most part, <laughs> and you know those holidays. And on top of that, um, even though there's like a t- uh, great counselors at all the schools I've worked at that are you know mm-hmm. ready and willing to help students, but the, s- the schools that I work at are extremely diverse, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are Title One, mm-hmm. and there aren't many people of color working at these schools, right, and. I actually asked some of the students, I'm like, do you guys feel like if you were to have a teacher or a counselor, just any staff at the school who are people of color, do you think you'd be able to, you know, interact with them on a different level or feel a lot more comfortable or whatever? Do you think it'd be different Mm -hmm. versus someone who is, you know, Caucasian? And they're like, yes. I was like, okay, that was a quick yes. Like, why do you feel that way? I was like, well... I'm seeing someone who I can identify with. They're able to relate to me more. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it made me think also of an article that I was reading about that similar subject, you know, people of color within school settings is that... It's a communal communal aspect. Yeah, and it's just, it's good for students to see people that they can relate to in power. Mm -hmm. So they know like, oh, if they can do it, then I can do it. Mm -hmm. And just... Someone who can identify with you and your background a little bit more and all that. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now, post-grad, subbing, and I'll cross my fingers that everything goes well and I'm able to get into the master's program for counseling at Sac State. You will, and you've had time and experience, you know, yeah, under your belt after, you know, doing the sub thing. And, I mean, if you, you know, if you ever do go back to the whole credential mm-hmm. route. Um, you should talk to my roommate because she's in the c- credential program, actually. Oh, right now? Yeah, she is. She's very stressed about it, but, you know, because it's fast. Yeah, it's, and, you they know. give you the option of either doing it in two semesters or three semesters. I think she's doing it in three, three semesters or two. I can't remember what she said, but um, I know she's the only reason why she's stressed about it is because there's, you know... Sac State curriculum work and then there's also work at the school that she's at and so it's like a double whammy and so you know she's come to me venting about how stressed she is because she's like I you know there's just so much work and I don't have that much time and like even then she's not working so it's just like you know try to throw in a job in there I couldn't even imagine you know yeah a lot of people take out loans yeah like even my my friend that I used to work with at Starbucks she was doing I think she's still in 
doing it actually um the master's in social work and like she only works a couple hours a week because you know that's i mean you know she still lives at her parents house so like she has that you know that ability to not have to pay as many bills as like people who live on their own and like mm-hmm. so she has the ability to not work as much but you know with the workload of master program she's like yeah i can't work that much and like work early mornings and then like even the early morning she'd open like 4 30 in the morning and then go straight to school after i'm like how do you do that yeah it's and she doesn't drink coffee let me just say that girl i <laughs> see i would probably she's super have, human i have like a caffeine iv in me or right. something <laughs> it's yeah it's a lot self-administered yeah the button and everything it's definitely a lot when I was considering you know the credential program and I had to figure out I'm like okay I live on my own I have bills like how am I going to do this Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm going to have to take out a loan but Mm -hmm. I mean the nice thing with subbing is that you get to make your own schedule you get to pick and choose all right I want to accept this job on Monday Tuesday have Wednesday off have Thursday and then work Friday Mm -hmm. so I can do that still well in the master's program yeah so, I mean with the whole um I mean with you know you express that your your students don't feel like you know oh I can't get into Sac State I can't afford it I don't have the opportunities to um Sac State has this EOP program mm-hmm. that um Josh did actually so you could ask him about that more information because I don't know too much information but yeah it helps give more opportunities for students who um need uh, more help in getting you know getting started in the in the college route from high school and you know because it's a big transition it is and i just found out recently now with community colleges they have that you know deal where your first two years are free oh yeah i heard about that i never got that uh yeah i was like where was this like almost 10 years ago when i first entered in (laughs) 10 years ago yeah girl i just dated myself yes 10 years ago oh my gosh it's been that long are you serious oh dang maybe it's 29 11 Really? 11 years ago because I graduated in 2008. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I think that's amazing how community colleges are offering that yeah. for students. Like, oh, we'll pay for your tuition for two years. Especially in the time period when you are, when you are only if you take the community college route, but if yeah. you do, I feel like that's a, a good transitional period because that's when I actually switched my major. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would be – and it was unfortunate for – you know those who switch majors and they have to pay for extra classes luckily I had to take less amount of classes because my nursing my pre-nursing classes and my psych classes overlapped because you still have to take psych classes yeah nursing and so I ended up finishing earlier at my community college but you know even then like imagine having to completely switch a major you got to pay for extra classes that's more money yeah you know and some people don't even change majors because they don't want to pay they don't. They feel stuck, and it's like, dang, now I'm graduating with a degree that I don't even really want anything to do with anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm happy that, you know, you you decided to go the counseling route, because I think, um, I don't know who, I know somebody who's trying to do that, but I can't remember who it was exactly. Me and you both. I was stressing hardcore, not knowing what I wanted to do after graduation. It scared me, because I was like, oh my gosh, like I've went to school with a mindset wanting to be a teacher and now I don't want to teach anymore. What do I do now? That's very common though. Like not everybody, you know, feels equipped to live post-grad life. No, definitely. I think for me, I was freaking out more given my age. Okay. And and I know everyone's route is different, but I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to turn, at the time, I was like, I'm about to turn 29 
I still don't have what I call my big girl job, a.k.a. I have benefits. <laughs> a retirement, 401k. Because <laughs> that's very important to me. Yeah. But it's like I was hoping to just graduate and have something lined up. and But it is what it is. Things that's work that, out for a reason. Yeah. That's I- idealistic, right? But, you know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't always play out that way. And, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in my in my case, like, I was lucky enough that, like, my goal for the start of the semester was, like, I just want to have a job set up for me when I graduate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's whatever. Like, I wasn't banking on it because yeah. I didn't want to get my hopes up because I didn't want to suffer those emotions of how people feel post-grad because it's a lot of pressure on us because, you know, you, even then I'm just like, okay, I could understand how people I forgot what point I was gonna make right now I'm like dozing off but you know having that crisis I guess you could say Mm -hmm. at the after graduation because especially from family where they're like asking you so what are you gonna do now or like that's a lot of pressure especially you know when I feel as though with my family they expect a lot from me being like the firstborn of the whole family and they're like they want me to set the bar for all my other cousins Cousins and and stuff you know I don't think that's fair but it is what it is and you know I was able to land a job you know that was set up for after I graduated and they were going to give me like just a a regular position because so I applied as I applied for the residential counselor position Mm -hmm. and then I also applied for at the time which was the um, residential counselor supervisor I applied for both but they were like you know you're not graduated yet you don't have your degree so I can't give you the supervisor role but you know once you do graduate I can give you that position and I was like okay and then so uh, I wasn't sure because I did the training and then they're like okay so you're gonna be the RCS at this house I'm like okay so they ended up giving me that that role but um I was like kind of in disbelief (coughs) excuse me I was kind of in disbelief that you know I was like oh oh wow like I got a job, like, before I was able to grad. Like, it just, it didn't feel, like, normal. It, mm-hmm. it seemed, though, as if I felt like it was more normal to not have a job after graduation. You yeah. know, like, it's, like, every, the common, like, idea of, like, oh, graduating and then you're, like, struggling to find a job. And, like, you know, I nev- I don't ever want anybody or myself to be in that boat. But it's, like, that's just what society paints a picture as. They do. They and definitely, so, they do. And. I can imagine myself, like, not having a job. I've had a job since I was 15. Me too. And I've never stopped where I've just always just, like, work, 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 work. And it, it'd be weird. And I that's what, like, just scared me. I was like, crap, I don't have a job? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to move back home. I, know. I don't want that. I know that was my thing my parents were like oh like if you don't get a job like you can move back home and then like you know look for jobs and like save money and I was like you know I love you guys but I can't move back home no you've already got accustomed to living on your own yeah like routine the independence like I don't want to have to like you know I understand that when I lived with my parents I was like that's it's their roof their rules because I'm yeah because it's their roof and so I just you know I could Go get in and out at, like, midnight. Exactly. You, know, like, you can leave and not have to say, like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's or have to answer when you're going to be home. Yeah, like, oh. that was so annoying to me. And I just, you know, 
having the ability to just, you know, come and go as I please yeah. and, like, sleep in. And, like, my parents would always wake me up. They would never let me sleep in. I feel like parents are notorious for that. <laughs> so notorious for waking like, you're going to be lazy. Don't sleep in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so... T- especially with teenagers. You know, t- technically teenagers need more sleep. Yeah. I think they, they need 10 hours of sleep. Average. Dang, I wish that was the same thing for me. I never got 10 hours of sleep as a teenager, but they say that, I think, I don't quote me on this, but I think it is 10 hours because they're still growing. Yeah, they're not done. Does it make sense? It does make sense. It really does make sense. But yeah, post, post-grad life is really something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was happy because, you know, the job that I have now, it, it is full-time. I have benefits, and so I'm still 23. I, I still, I'm still able to use, like, medical and dental and all that under my parents so I'm gonna take full advantage of that until I turn 26 and so I could I could use my benefits at work but it just wouldn't make any sense like I would be spending money for what and so for no reason and on top that's like money that's coming out of your paycheck to go towards you know your benefits and all yeah I stay on your parents for right now and use that like you said until Mm -hmm. you're 26 yeah and like you know I my job is very challenging I would say to put it in the best way I could possible but there are times where it's very rewarding because I work with teenagers so it's an interesting perspective because Mm -hmm. I get to see I feel like their mom kind (laughs) of in a way you kind of are because you're probably the only one of the only female figures that has been in their life consistently probably and it's sad to say that, but it's true. But, you know, there are times where it's rewarding, and I see their many victories, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I have to remember that I'm there for them, and it's not about me, and, like, you know, I don't, I try not to take things personal, because, you know, they have their little outbursts, and, like, it's never about the staff. It's always their own feelings, and they don't know how to handle them, so they project them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, with, mm-hmm. you know, little kids, they... It's a fragile stage. They don't understand why they're feeling this way. And you, being a counselor, you're there to help them Mm -hmm. express their feelings in a healthy way, in Mm -hmm. a safe way. Exactly. Just positive all around. Like, make them feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to be able to express themselves because they come from households that they probably weren't able to do that. Exactly. And that it's okay to express how you feel and... I mean, especially if you're dealing with male, you know, teenagers. Mm-hmm. There's that stereotype that as a man, you're supposed to be macho and hold your feelings. And like, no, if you feel something, say it, regardless yeah. of whatever your gender is. You're entitled to your own feelings. Yeah. And, you know, my partner is male, and so they get both perspectives. And I'm more of like the hard ass as <laughs> between, like, I'm like bad cop. <laughs> and like, I'm always you know, making sure that they're always in line and, like, I don't ever want them, especially if, you know, I never want to invalidate their feelings, but if it's something that it's not worth, like, you know, stressing about, I always mm-hmm. tell them, like, come on, like, we don't need to, we don't need to be all in the dumps about this and, like, feeling so gloomy about it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not worth it and, like, having them understand or seeing a different perspective, especially from an adult, being like, oh, okay, it's more confirmation for them to be like, okay, maybe my feelings are, you know, it's just like, it just happened and there's no actual valid reason why. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree. You 
like you said, you have a challenging job, but it's it's very rewarding because I'm sure a lot of these, you know, teenagers that you interact with, you are going to be a memorable person to them. Yeah, my friend that actually left, um, she was like, I know this job is hard, but just remember that, like, they, even if they don't remember you, they remember, they remember you as a person, they remember what you did for them. Yes, they remember. And that, like, was very profound to me, because I'm just like, you're right, like, you know, they, I had a client who just graduated, and he called back, and he was like, I'm doing so well, and like, you know, I just want to come check up on you guys, and like, you know, mm-hmm. it's always nice, and him and another client that graduated called and to come check up on everybody. And, like, it was always nice to hear that they're doing well. And, like, they got placed into a foster home that they love. And, like, you know, it's just, it's very, that that part for me is the most rewarding. Because I know that, you know, they're out of the system, essentially. And, like, yeah. you know, they, um, they're a lot happier. Their well-being is at its highest. That's, I mean, I'm sure initially that's your goal. To get them out of the system and to a better life. Yeah, and equip them to be out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Because all they've known is, like, group homes. Exactly. Set them up with the right tools to be able to navigate as they get older. And just you in general being a light to them. You know, mm-hmm. like, at, in their darkest times, mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I remember, do they call you? They just say my name. My first Kayla? Name. Yeah. Like, man, I remember Kayla. Like, when nobody else cared, like, she still cared. So mm-hmm. not everyone in this world is going to not care about me. There's, you know, there are people out there that are still good. You are mm-hmm. still letting those kids know that they're still good people in the world. Yeah, like, actually, on Sunday, a situation that happened that was, like, really intense and made me upset that, like, I was so angry I started crying. Um, one of my clients, he was like, I just want to let you know, like, I appreciate you because you go through all of that and you're still here with us, mm-hmm. like, being there for us and stuff like that. And, like, not many people can do that. And I was like, thank you. Like, yeah. you know, especially coming from, what? somebody that's a teenager I don't want to expose the age but you know somebody that's a teenager that's very mature and insightful him to say yeah oh yeah that's and I can't wait to think the reason why they're able to say that in that way is because of you you gave them mm-hmm. the platform to say it's okay to say how you feel well Kayla you're like a superhero <laughs> oh stop dang I get you a cape <laughs> Nice my name on it. Your little pink it. one. Little pink one. Little sparkles. Caleb. <laughs> Bedazzle. Bedazzle. Exactly. I'm going to show up to work like that. Mm. They'd be like, where did this come from? Don't worry about it. Don't, it was don't a gift. questions. It was a gift. This, don't worry about it. And then you just walk away with it just saying, flat, flat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, you're getting stuff situated and I'm still steady working at this job. And hanging in there because it's been, like I said, it's been mostly challenging as of recently. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been able to talk to upper management and they've, you know, recognized the hard work that I put in. So that's always nice to, you know, hear, especially when things get difficult at work. Because you're like, I, I feel as though my work isn't getting recognized. And it's not that I always expect it, but it's like, it's always nice to hear from your boss like hey no, definitely you know you're doing a good job and I just want you to know that because you know I see it but you know it's easy to see that they're working hard and say thank you but you know making it known hey making, I'm seeing this exactly that's nice that you have uh, a very supportive uh, management because mm-hmm. that's crucial in any job you want to make sure that your management 
hears you out and supports you and will back you up. And there's times where, like, you know, situations have gotten hard at work and I needed, and they really honor, like, taking a mental health day off, obviously, because, you know, we work in that field. So it's like they see that as a valid reason to take time off because, you know, I think it's important to have a good foundation on your mental health in order to go work where I work because essentially you have to like drop any of your problems at the door and then when you walk in it's like go mode like you have to focus on them and like in the beginning that was really hard for me that because like I struggle with anxiety so like things would still bother me even if I was at Mm -hmm. work and I had to learn to just either you know put my phone on do not disturb and like just not ignore but just put it away for now and just focus on you know the present moment being mindful of what's going on because at the end of the day they need me more than I should be focusing on my issues at home or, you know, in general. I think that's great. I, that, all jobs should have that, a mental health day. I really, it's funny because at the restaurant, I, I don't work weekends anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, it was like, I, weekends are supposed to be time for you to just enjoy downtime. Exactly run errands if you need to, and I was like, on top of that, I do not want to work so hard to the point where I just run myself into the you ground, get burnt out, burnt out, I get sick, mm-hmm. you know, so Me. finally, exactly, <laughs> exactly, I was afraid to be like, oh no, that's like one of the biggest money-making days is on the weekend, and this and that, I'm like, you know what, enough's enough, it's not worth it, no more Saturdays and Sundays, mm-hmm. and I used to feel bad for when coworkers were like, can you take my shift, I'm like, I'm sorry, but no. It's it's important to say no when your well being is at it's, is put at expense. Yeah, definitely, it definitely is. I mean, there might be a time where it's like you know what I feel fine, like I can take a Saturday or I can take a Sunday. Yeah, like if you're shift. free and like you feel no, comfortable. definitely. But that's like my time, whether it's just me or I'm spending it with like with my boyfriend or friends, family, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, errands. But I, that's like my mental health days, <laughs> weekends. No, I mean I'm glad that you like designated that for yourself mm-hmm. because you know. People like working the weekends, some people don't. I prefer I I work Sunday through Wednesday, so I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday as my days off. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda odd, but I mean I make it work because, you know, those are three full days off, basically. Yeah. And so the four days that I do work, they go by fast. Anyway, so it works out and like, you know, my other option would be working Thursday through Saturday. And I feel like that's kind of weird because you go so much into your weekend and then you have only Sunday, Monday, Wednesday off. And I feel like, sure, you have a Sunday off, but, you know. you can. I mean, even if you take, like, a vacation, you can do, like, a Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I was just like, no, I prefer not to. Yeah, and who's to say, like, you could never change it again? But, yeah, I mean, everything's going well so far. And, like I said... You're getting yourself situated as far as the master program? Yeah, slowly but surely. I mean, I really hope I don't change my mind again. And if you do, that's okay as long as you're, like, prepared for it. And Yeah, I mean, thing, I know, that's just the funny thing about life is that always expect the unexpected. Never know what kind of opportunity might cross your path. Yeah, exactly. Well... Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Have You're fun. my first guest. That's crazy. I, I, like, I've been wanting to have a guest on my podcast because I think it's it's fun to have another voice on the episode for people to hear and yeah. like 
you know, the back and forth banter and conversation. I think it's fun. It is fun. I, I'm glad I did it because I was super nervous and now I'm like, all right, I feel fine. I mean, you made the environment like very chillax and welcoming. Get your Christmas decorations up already. So <laughs> I know I said I set up some popcorn for you, some popcorn, some, some chocolate little... almonds, right. and I made you a what is a cold brew latte. I know you made like your own little, in a way, charcuterie bowl, <laughs> essentials. <laughs> but no, I'm excited. I hope that this opens the door to many other people, you know, coming at you mm-hmm. like, hey, let me be a guest. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm able to come back again and talk yeah, about something be else. <laughs> I know I'm having another guest on next week so it's been a lot easier to like plan out my podcast notes because I kind of like give free range to what the conversation Mm -hmm. to where the conversation goes because I'm like I'm not gonna be so structured in the conversation because I feel like that doesn't make it authentic and it's genuine when you're like okay I'm just gonna ask them this question and then this question and they can only respond to this or this or that and so you know having a guest and even when I'm talking I, I try to make it as casual as possible and like I don't edit yeah. way like I don't edit way too much like I I told you how I edit the yeah like the ums or the ands the coughs the clearing throats <laughs> exactly I feel like I'm I feel bad because you said 6 30 and I'm like dang what no time it's okay it? I just realized it's 8 <laughs> it's okay um but yeah we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode Thank you again, Sydney, for joining me. Thank uh, we you. were supposed to finish like in I was like an hour? No. Two hours ago. Two hours ago, yeah. That's what happens when you're catching up and you know, certain topics just lead you to other things like, oh yeah, that reminds me about this. But no, I'm super happy I did this. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your podcast world. I'm super <laughs> excited to see where your podcast takes you. Mm-hmm. Dang. I'm gonna see you on a TED talk. Oh. <laughs> Watch out. I like that idea. Well, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Please do not forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and some reviews on iTunes. I would really appreciate it, and I'll catch you guys later. Bye.